everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am your host, Sal, and with me is your other host, Liz. Hi, guys. She's waving to you guys. This is a podcast, just so you know. But it's not just us waving in our own room to you, because we're here to talk about something very special, very near and dear to our hearts as Rogue Rebels. Honorary. No, official Rogue Rebels. We are official, but we have with us an honorary Rogue Rebel, one of our favorite Rebel friends, been there with us since the beginning. Everybody, please welcome Ola Jonah. Hi, and I'm also waving from my room, even though this is a podcast. Excellent, excellent. That's the kind of energy that we like to bring to podcasts. You won't get this on main podcast. Oh, but it makes me so happy I'm an honorary rogue rebel. Jonah, you've been with us since the beginning. You've been a part of our rebel's journey. And that's right. It's true. Everybody, I said part of our rebel's journey because today... We're talking about a book that's very special to all of us. It's called A New Dawn. It's the first canon book after uh, they started making books canon. And it is obviously about Kanan and Hera. But it's about Star Wars Rebels because we are getting back into a Star Wars Rebels mood. I mean, if you're an honorary, honorary <laughs> rogue rebel, you're probably always in a Star Wars Rebels mood, right? Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Especially after having watched that recent Ahsoka trailer. It just got me very excited to see certain characters back again. Yeah, I am happy to hear that. And I am also getting excited to see my favorite characters from Star Wars Rebels, which is pretty much like <laughs> Sabine, Ezra, and Hera. Ezra. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and Chopper. Chopper, of course. Chopper, my favorite. You can't forget Murder Droid. He's the best. Um, Yeah, I... Everything is like pointing back. Now, I don't know if you remember this, Jonah, but I was there with you when Rebels was over. And uh, yes, we were talking about lots of things and you were like, I have to know, like, we need to figure out, like, you know, where's Ezra? When are we going to see Ezra? And I said, I bet we're not going to see Ezra for like five years. Yes, I think did. it's I think it's just <laughs> about five years and hopefully we're going to see Ezra. That was, yeah, I, I definitely remember that moment. And it's like you foretold the future. <laughs> I don't want to toot my own ghost cane and horn. But I feel like I, I was like, this is, this seems like what the plan is. Uh, yeah, and, and, yeah. Yeah. Although at the time, I remember, I remember uh, hoping that it would be in an animated show. So it's interesting right. to see them play around with a new, new medium. Oh, not a new medium yeah. per se, but like a new medium for these characters. For these characters, yeah. Um, I don't, like you've always been very much like animation is the best. And I've always been like, hey, like it's all because, you know, especially back in our day, people were like, no, it's all about the films or it's all about this or it's all about that. And I used to be like, no, it's all about like what everybody has their strengths. I love the books and the comics and the animation and the movies. So I guess for me, like it is a change. But I know for you, it's like a bigger change. It's like they're taking it out of your like <laughs> heartwarming, like perfect medium. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've just been very stubborn, especially since, you know, animation has been treated very, um, uh, gosh, what's the word? Um not badly, but mm -hmm. it's just it doesn't deserve the respect that it deserves these past few years. And right. I feel like people look down on it. And so 
just the idea that things keep being made into live action instead of pursuing that animated route, which they're mm -hmm. so great at. Yeah. Um, it was just disheartening. And, and I was just like, no, I don't want this. And then I was just, you know, very stubborn. Um, but yeah, I just, I guess having turned 37 recently, I was just like, you know what? Life's too short. Let me just enjoy this. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Jonah, we might yeah. see Ezra. I mean, that's, I it's, these are the stories that you and I have been like wishing for. And I want to see the rest of this story. So I am just excited for that. I'm so excited. I actually cried watching the trailer because he, wow. Iman, uh, he captured Ezra's voice. Yeah. And, and it was just, just a small moment, but I just like I felt it. And it, it just it hit me right then and there. Yeah. I, I hadn't. Like, cause we hadn't heard him talk and I don't, I don't think I've seen anything with him in it. So I, I don't know what he's, you know what I mean? Like I seen pictures of him mm -hmm. and I was like, well, it looks like an Ezra. That looks like a pretty good Ezra. But hearing his voice in the trailer, like you said, I was like, oh, he does. He kind of, he sounds like Ezra. Like that, that works. <laughs> so I, I did like that. I, uh, it's going to yeah. be, you know, we're, it's a comp, it's complicated for us to, yeah, especially yeah. I think like the, the one I'm having trouble with right now is Hera. And I oh, think it's same. just because, you know, like Vanessa has so much like of her in that voice mm -hmm. that it's going to be yeah. hard for us. And maybe that's our own fault for being too personally specti, specti. to <laughs> Vanessa and for being like ride or die Vanessa, who's also been a part of our rebel yes. story since the beginning. So, we're yeah, gonna, she's it, awesome. It's going to take a little bit of time to adjust to that. You know, I think honestly, I think I had the same issue with Ahsoka uh, when, you know, when right. what was it? Um, Ashley. Which show was it? Mandalorian? Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. I think, yeah, Mando. So for the longest time, it I just couldn't, I couldn't, you know, associate her with that because mm -hmm. I'm always hearing Ashley's voice, right? So maybe, maybe we'll be okay, Sal. Maybe. 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 After a few episodes. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, look, you're, you're great, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And I've seen you with lots of things and I've enjoyed your other adventures. Um you know, with Final Destination and Scott Pilgrim and Sunsuch. But uh, you, you, uh, Vanessa set the bar very, very high. Yes, she I did. Hope, <laughs> she did. I hope you, you know, you, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to work extra for it. And it's not your fault, Mary Elizabeth Winston. <laughs> you are fantastic at your craft and you are a wonderful person. And all the images I've seen, like, I do kind of like the outfit. I love the jacket with the ghost symbol on the back. Like you know, I'd be noticing. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't really like her makeup though. Mm, it feels okay. like it needs a little bit more makeup, especially at the end. Remember uh, when we meet Jason uh, yeah, at, at the Jason. very yeah, end? That's right. She literally changed her makeup, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and so sure, I don't know. I, I was expecting that. I was expecting a more. And, and honestly, coming from somebody who cosplays Hera, you really need to put quite a bit of makeup on that because otherwise you just look very bland. Right, you might I if see. you if you mm -hmm. if you don't like do your makeup right, you kind of just be avocado. Yeah, you can very quickly just be an avocado. <laughs> you have to be very careful. You gotta do you gotta do those. What do they call it, baby? What, baby, what do they teach you on the TikToks? You gotta well, do that. Normally, you have to do like a, a darker, like you know, for your eyelids, you have to do you know different you have types. To contour. Yeah, you, you have to That's contour. Thank I was you. For. And I don't really do makeup, but. With that, I really had to contour, which is really weird because it's like now you have like 
I was using uh, eyeshadow, green, different types of eyeshadow, different colors. And, and so to be able to contour, because you can't use a regular, you know, like what we normally use for your makeup. Um, so I was contouring my eyes. I was contouring my, my cheeks. Um, and the lips are really important, too, because otherwise, you know, they'll just, you have no lips. Avocado. So you really have to, like, yeah, you have to put a lot. And I was using a lot of blush, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she needs a little bit more makeup. <laughs> Talk to the makeup department. <laughs> needs a little bit more makeup. <laughs> Okay. well i'm i'm it's good for me it's at the voice i gotta see how she i gotta learn to hear this new Hera voice um mm -hmm. and we've gotten a lot of like there's a there's another thing that like con like Hera has been the most explored out of everybody she's shown up in those alphabet squadron books that are like amazing uh she's shown up in star wars squadrons the video game she's been in like a handful of comics as well you know uh so like out of everybody, she's the one that we've like seen around the most, and anytime it's yeah. been voiced, it is Vanessa. Like Hera mm -hmm. did the. I'm oh, sorry, see, Vanessa did the voice of Hera in Star Wars <laughs> Squadrons. You know, so there's there's a little bit more of a like connection, I guess. As for you know, as like Sabine, we haven't seen in ten years, and now she's this other person who sounds like a little bit different, mm -hmm. but it's like that's all right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I I know we still have to get to the A New Dawn conversation, <laughs> but just one more question about of the Ahsoka series. Do you think we're going to see Jason Syndulla? I'm going to say, think so. well, I mean, I'm going to, I don't want to, is this like Lego spoilers? Um, <laughs> I know, right? I saw that. Yeah. I saw so that. <laughs> if, that's my, if they're making a toy with this guy included, then I feel like he's going to be included, right? Mm, you mm -hmm. know? Like, they wouldn't just put him in for no reason, uh, I imagine. <laughs> so, and if it's like, it's the Ahsoka ghost. So I'm trying to think, like, because we're, what, six, seven, eight years maybe after after Return of the Jedi? So that means we're probably, like, so. so he's got to be, like, eight? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, a little baby. He's got to be, he's got to be <laughs> less than 10 or around 10-ish looking, I'm guessing, right? So yeah. like like if we're picturing him, then think Kenobi, Leia, somewhere around that age is probably what we're gonna get in the show. Maybe a little bit smaller. Oh. Right. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, there's time wise. Um, because I was like, oh, is he gonna be like a teenager? And I'm like, no, he's not there yet, right? He's not. He's got to be like only no. like ten. So yeah, I think we're gonna see him. Uh, it looks like he's got brown hair for some reason. So maybe, like you said, Mommy Sabine didn't dye his hair or whatever. But like I said, if they're making a Lego about him, I think he's going to be in the show. Although it will, it will be interesting if we see a you know, completely different design change moving forward with him. Because mm -hmm. um, I really liked what they had put together because um, it was different. It wasn't you know, leaning towards the Twi'lek side. It was leaning more towards the human side. Mm -hmm. But it still had elements of Twi'leks with the pointy ears. Yeah. So here's hoping they keep that stuff. Right, right. Yeah. See, I don't think you can get that level of detail on a Lego. But I do hope we see him with what looks like that. <laughs> and like hair color is a thing that people change all the time. So I feel like, you know, that's open to like, I feel like having brown hair is like fine. Like, OK, maybe stop dyeing his hair green or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and his eyebrows, and his eyelids. And his eyebrows, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do miss the, I like the vest that he has at the end of the show, because it had this really cool, like, yes. wolf art on it, 
And like in the Lego, it just looks like he has normal clothes. Yeah, he does. And I'm like, yeah, Lame, he's look hoping... at this normal rebel. <laughs> here's he's hoping not... he has a cooler wardrobe. Yeah, here's hoping like he saved some of those cool uh, Auntie Sabine clothes. Everybody needs a little Auntie Sabine flair. Um, it's true. Yeah. Real quick, before we get too lost in Legos and Jason and everything before we even start the book, where can people find you online? Oh, yeah. So people can find me with the handle at Hola Jonah, uh, H-O-L-A-J-O-H-N-A. Yeah, I think I spelled that right. Um, but yeah, that's where they can find me. Uh, and that's, yeah, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. I haven't really branched out to any of the, you know, a couple dozen places that yeah. exist out there. <laughs> yeah. But those are the main three. Right. We'll, we'll see what, uh, you know, we'll see it ends up sticking around after the war is over. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and us, you can check us out at therogerebels.com. We have a Facebook page. Go like it. We're on Instagram, TikTok, Blue Sky, Hive, and all of those places, depending on who wins the war, at the Rogue Rebels, except for Twitter, where we are Rogue Rebels fan. Um, Lizzie is over at Star Wars Geek Girl, so go listen to those podcasts. Make sure you like and subscribe. Do the same for us. And all of those things. Um, yeah. So, Jonah, I specifically wanted to talk about Star Wars Rebels things and Star Wars Rebels books with you. Because you, like me, have an intense love for Star Wars Rebels. Yes. <laughs> you've, you've been a part of our Star Wars Rebels journey. Even though, like, like we have so many memories tied up into this. Like, I was, like, kind of thinking back. And as we're going through this, I'm like, oh, like, like. You were, like, uh, one of the big things I've been thinking about recently is Celebration Anaheim. And, like, when, you know, the season two trailer and we got to see uh, Siege of Lothal for the first time. And you were there for, like, all of that when they announced Rex and yes. things like that, you know? So just, like, <laughs> yeah, so many of those cool Rebels memories that I have, like, you're up and in, in around in all of those, too. Likewise, yeah. You remember... Uh when I think it was for WonderCon, I think, 2014. Mm -hmm. And I remember the Star Wars Twitter account tweeted you guys as a family in costume. And at the time, Lizzie was Hera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, and I remember seeing that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to be friends with these people. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Um, but yeah, I just thought you guys were so cool. And I just, I, I think the time we started getting to know each other was through podcasting. So mm -hmm. it's cool that we've come full circle here, you know, t looking back at our memories through yeah. podcasting. Yeah. And I just like, like, even that, like, that was the first time that we had did our costumes and stuff and like that whole deal. Um, and then it was like, so that was WonderCon. And then at San Diego Comic-Con, we like came through with Rebels again. And that's where they had this book. They had the New Dawn, like the advanced exclusive SDCC copies. So like after Comic-Con, like the show still hadn't come out. We had seen the premiere of the first like Spark of the Rebellion. But the show wasn't going to be released till like a month or two later. So. Right. Yeah. I remember we. We read the book, and that's where we were like, oh, Lizzie can't be here anymore. We need to change things around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny, though, right? Like, you jump into something, you're so excited for it, but then again, you don't really have all the details right. there in place. 
Um, but I also remember it had been released in Fan Expo Canada. And I remember because people were like, wow, we're actually getting something internationally <laughs> before <laughs> yes. other people. That's nice. amazing. But yeah, I remember that. And I also remember I um, managed to um, get a um, get into a screening of Rebels in New York City when they were promoting it early on. Mm-hmm. And they had shown Spark of Rebellion. If I remember correctly, they had also shown... Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking Rise out of on the, the old name masters. because it's been, yes, thank you. Yep. <laughs> it's been so long, gosh, but yeah, I remember sitting in that room and just, I, I loved every second of it. Yeah. And during that same event, as I was entering the building and then going up the, uh, the elevator, I saw Tom from, um, oh gosh, uh, what's an, Delray, thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a Sunday. It's a lazy Sunday. So my brain is not toms. fully here yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw him and he had a box of of a new Dawn paperback and new Dawn books. Uh-huh. And apparently there was some printing error with them. And, and so I took the box. I don't remember what I did with them. <laughs> I think I gave them away. I gave them away to people. I was like, here, read this, read this. Nice. Um, but yeah, I still have a few copies of those that had like a few printing lines going through the pages or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it does, it's such a vivid memory in my yeah. mind. <laughs> we had, yeah, because we were at that San Diego Comic-Con and that's where they gave the books away. And so like we took pictures with John Jackson Miller and they gave us like a pile of signed ones. They were like, here, take these like if there's like four of us but then they also just gave us extra ones and i used to be like why like what am i gonna do with extra but we ended up like oh yeah here i got a friend that like you know check this out so i do remember like yeah passing out a few but yeah you had the box nice yeah i think so i am not now i'm worried that my memory has been altered <laughs> so, we, so here's hoping that's accurate it's but so i do, do i i I know, but I do remember sitting in that little theater. I don't even remember what company owned that building, but I was just like, wow, I've never been here before and I've always passed by it. Um, but yeah, that was such a, a it was an ex- it's an experience that I treasure yeah. to this day. Yeah. Um, and then I also remember, but this came out a little bit a little bit later, um, but the Brazilian version yes, of A New Dawn. I still have it. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah, Un Novo Amanecer. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Um, when we were getting ready for this podcast, I, you know, I'm Duolingo. I'm doing Portuguese on Duolingo. I really tried to pick it up. Um, I still, I was struggling still to be able to read it. So I didn't finish the, the first chapter because it was taking me forever. But, um, <laughs> but I still have it. I still enjoy it. Um, it's on our shelf. Yeah, right it's here. like the crown jewel of the collection. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Oh, yay. Yeah, I remember because I was trying to find a website that would allow me to buy this book because it's so difficult to buy something internationally. Yeah. And I found this website. And I'm like, I hope this is legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I didn't give away my, my card information to some random website. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, I managed to, it, you know, I had spent weeks, I think, in, in, in traveling and trying to get through customs. And I finally got it. And I remember trying, I remember putting two in there because I was like, I need to get this for my rogue rebels fam. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. My heart. (laughs) Thank you. Well, still sitting here in our shelves, Mm -hmm. you know, and every now and then I pick it up every single time. I think that I'm doing better at my Portuguese. I pick it up 
And then I quickly get disappointed because I can't get through the first not chapter there, without, there, like, you know, okay. very difficult, you know, I don't know what it mm -hmm. is, you know, every single time, but, um, but I'm getting there. The problem is I have nobody to practice with. Literally, that's, oh, yeah, you that's know, the problem. Yeah. Uh, just recently I went to one of my meetings, my attorney meetings, and I met an, uh, uh, a female attorney who speaks Portuguese. So, but the problem is I only see her once a month. So I think I'm going to invite her from, for some tea or something so we can, you know, practice yeah. more. You're, you're going to be like, look, we need to meet weekly. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need you for an hour a week and we need to speak Portuguese. So go ahead and we'll set this up. Uh, should we say 5 p.m. Thursdays? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I remember um, now that I'm looking at the, my notes here that there was a New York Comic Con 2013 panel where Pablo Hidalgo was present and showing us like the the empire side of this new show that they were going to unveil soon mm -hmm. and i remember the, i think the inquisitor had been revealed at that panel and i was like finally something in new york city because i felt like <laughs> everything was unveiled at san diego comic-con at right, the time right. before new york city became a bigger con and so yeah i remember i remember that panel and pablo being there on on that stand in, in on stage mm -hmm. And, and seeing this this new Inquisitor, and I was like, oh my gosh, what's what's, what's an Inquisitor? This is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I remember. And like, now it's one of those things that's everywhere. We, you know, mm -hmm. Inquisitors oh, yeah. are practically everything now. <laughs> uh, I just read a book about an Inquisitor called Inquisitor, Rise of the Red Blade. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Like they showed up in Kenobi. They're a big part of the Jedi Fallen Order games. They're like, uh, I'm trying to think of like where else Inquisitors have shown up. Uh, but those specifically are like recent things that I've played, read, checked out. Um, those There's a whole series of Darth Vader comics that's like between his episode, like right after episode three, where it's like him training the Inquisitors. So that's pretty mm -hmm, rad. Mm -hmm. um, lots of really cool stuff. And I love like all that kind of stuff started in Rebels. Like a lot of the stuff that, see, I don't know, like. I don't, I'm not going to put you on the spot here, but I'm just going to tell you, even to this day, Rebels, I still think, is my favorite Star Wars. Like, oh, even same. with everything, everything else that's come out, I think Rebels, like, the only thing that's up there close is, like, maybe Andor. For me. Oh. But, like, those are the things that really speak. And Andor feels like Rebels so much to me. And, and I don't know how to describe it, but it, like... There's so much of this, like these people, these regular people trying to figure out how to do things and like fighting something so much bigger than them. You know, like uh, like in Andor, there's the part where they're like after the prison break, they're like they're, they're all these, these prison breaks. They inspired people and they talk. And I think some people are there getting inspired because they hear about this prison break on Nikina 5 and somewhere across the galaxy. Somebody's getting inspired because they heard a kid on a communication go out throughout the galaxy talking about uniting, you know, against the Empire. Gotcha. Yeah, I still need to watch Andor, but now that you've said that it's a lot like Rebels to you, I, I think I will check it out much faster than what I was planning. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 very it's like a lot more serious and like the tone is not similar, but just the idea of like what they're up against and how they're like normal people find I and mean, you do have Ezra and Kanan, but I don't know. That so many of the themes fit with Rebels to me. Gotcha. You know. I just, yeah, it's, it's great. 
let's see what else do I got here I didn't write it down but like we've been to many like screenings together like I, I went and took pictures of you hosting a wonderful Q&A at Lucasfilm oh, yes that was awesome that's right what was that was that season three <laughs> Rebel season three? That was season four. four. That was for the A World Between Worlds episode. And uh, no, it was Wolves and Adore and World Between Worlds. Right. Um, it was like, I think, four episodes that we watched yeah. that night. Was it in L.A.? No, that was the that was in uh, Lucasfilm. Oh, but you were also here in L.A., right? For uh, one of those. Yes. Might have been the, might have been the Yeah, that was the night we drove around and saw Dave and the wolf. <laughs> wolf. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I still remember that. Yeah. It wasn't actually Dennis, Dave, uh, yeah. listeners. It was it was someone who looked uh, like Dave. Yeah. <laughs> had the hat and the jacket, and it had Dave two. We didn't stop and look. We didn't stop and ask him. It could have been Dave, walking around it downtown could've. LA at three in the morning, whatever. With <laughs> two wolves. Yeah, don't ask us what we were. But yeah, doing. that was that was for the last two episodes, I believe. That was the, fe- or, like yeah, the series finale, right? Yes, that's right. The series yeah. finale. And I remember, I remember when Ezra basically yeeted himself out of the picture. I remember <laughs> saying, what? Out loud. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was great. It's all of those things that like stick with me. Like, and even now when I see things like all I keep thinking about are the things that he like left us with because the little message he just says like, you know, everybody do your thing. Don't worry. Da, 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 da. This is what I had to do. And then he's like, the end is like, I can't wait to come home. Yeah. So like that is the thing that has always stuck with me about Ezra. Like he knew what he had to do. He knew what was going to happen, but he also knows that he's going to come back home. Yes. He you was know? very confident about that. And I really like that. And I hope that he gets to do the thing that he said he was going to do. <laughs> you know, And I also can't wait for him to come home. Same. Hard same. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else, babe? No? You good? She's nodding. This is a podcast. She's nodding. (laughs) Rogue Rebels experience right here. All right. I think we're going to get to A New Dawn. A New Dawn, uh, it's up there. Like, there are two books that I have that are characters that I do. A New Dawn and Dark Disciple. (laughs) So, like, I do enjoy, like, they they both hold a very special place because they, uh, because I do those characters and like I get connected to them in different ways. But I just like there's a lot in this book that looking back on with new eyes stand out to me. Like we'll get to that in a little bit. But so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give like a nice little like summary of the book and then we'll just talk about whatever our hearts desire. All right. Everybody ready? Listener, you ready? Sounds You're about good. to get spoiled. All right. Here we go. Order 66 survivor Kanan Jarrus keeps one step ahead of the head of, nope, keeps one step ahead of the Empire as he travels the galaxy, part-time bartending, bouncing, cargo piloting, etc. Uh, when the Empire shows up with Count Vidian and Captain Sloan to improve production on the planet Gorse, Kanan's plans uh, have to end on that planet. He wants to make a quick getaway, but it gets complicated by a radicalized bomber, his boss, Okadaya, a terrified analyst named Zaluna, and the most beautiful pilot he's ever met, Harrison Dooler. Harrison Dula, <laughs> who is on a mission to find out more about the Empire's Thorolide needs and not quite recruiting. Recruiting, She does find Kanan to be helpful, if not annoying, uh, when the Empire ends up 
taking too many of Kanan's friends' lives, Kanan decides to do something about it, and Hera watches to see what he can do. They pick up the fight against Vidian and the Empire, do their best to save the planet, and Kanan uses his Jedi powers to save Hera, and she finally sees who he really is. And after everything, Hera decides to let him tag along with her after all. And that's basically the book in giant generic swaths. If you read the book, it's so much more intricate and everything. But like the book is basically how did Kanan meet Hera? And it's really more of Kanan's point of view, which is like something I noticed a lot more going in this time. Like back in the day, I was just excited to read a book about two news characters. Oh, look, look, it's Kanan. Look, it's Hera. She has a poncho. Uh, and now when I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, K- Hera's like in it and she's really great in it. But it's really about Kanan. Right. Um, yeah. Like now that I, and even I feel like I've had a little more stuff like there's like Hera's been in so much more. And I think in the alphabet squadron, they do a lot more of like diving into her thoughts and her, where she is in the galaxy at that time. Um, and I feel like we do have little windows, but like this book is so much more about Kanan. <laughs> but it only gets interesting when he meets Hera. Definitely. And now now this Kanan is a different Kanan from the Kanan that you might know from Star Wars Rebels. Going back through this book this time, I was like, oh, cool. He's like hiding and he's like, you know, in the galaxy, like trying to not be a Jedi. Like, so nobody knows him. So he's bartending, bouncing, uh, hanging out with bartender's daughters, getting chased off the planet, flirting with everybody who walks in the door that's female. So it's not like at the time I was like, oh, this is cool. He's a cool guy. Now I'm reading this. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I calm down. Love, I especially love when he meets Sloan over the intercom or whatever it is. Yeah. And the first thing he asks her is, so what are you wearing? <laughs> and I couldn't help but laugh out loud Even on the, because yeah. I completely forgot. <laughs> Even on like intercoms, he's like, sounds hot. <laughs> what? They're so- <laughs> like, uh, pilot, will you please check in the thing? You sound hot. What's your name, girl? Sounds like Hera make him a, into a decent man. Even with her, he like <laughs> notices her voice first. He's like, the voice connected to that thing. You know, uh, wow. it's so funny. But like, yeah, going through the book, he's so much like, there's so many like, I mean, uh, uh, the, the characters in the like, obviously you have Kanan and Hera. Ray Sloan, who is also since then become a huge part of the, you know, uh, of the like Star Wars canon. Uh, all so much so that she's like Grand Admiral by the time we get to the Battle of Jakku, you know, and in theory, a lot of her story follows the formation of the First Order. So there's like a lot of these little seeds in this book that end up growing into things way later. Um, Count Vidian, he's like, and some of the things in this book that I'm like, oh, that's like kind of crazy. Now they're a little too real. Count Vidian is this huge, <laughs> evil, greedy CEO that's like out to get the most out of the production of Thorolide on the planet of Gore so much that he's like killing people and working them triple shifts to improve the productivity and profit rate of this company. And that's what he does. And he's like a cyborg. So he like doesn't really sleep and like he it's, it's yeah too real. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like so much of this nonsense that's happening in our world now where CEOs are just ruining everything. Um, but enough about that. Count Vidian's a cyborg. Yeah, he was very Vader, Grievous, 
yeah. sort of of an antagonist, a villain character for for Kanan. I I don't know. Do you do the audiobooks at all? I did, and actually the the audiobook I I listened to it for the first time for this podcast, mm-hmm. and because I was like, you know what, I could read it myself, but let me actually listen to the audiobook uh-huh. <laughs> um, because I, I I've heard such great things about it, but I also wanted to revisit it. Uh, for the first time since I first read it in a different way and it was like watching a movie (laughs) nice I loved it Um, but yeah Mark Thompson did such a fantastic you know job separating all these characters into their own um, you know personalities and such yeah and I think Vidian particularly is like a very like like such a perfect performance of this character who's just like this over-the-top cyborg weird thing, you know. So, like, if you listen yeah. to the audiobook, Count Vidian's like, Let's see everything, forget to the old ways. And he, like, but it's like with the robotic, you know, whatever, because the idea is that he had his voice, like, surgically altered to be, like, more efficient or what, you know, like, uh, yeah. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's perfect. And it's wonderful. Hera, Hera in the book is, like, a little bit of an enigma. Because you have her like, okay, my mission is to find out more about the, like what the Empire is doing here, what they're doing with this. And like it's clear she's working, like she's already working with the bigger picture of whatever the mm-hmm. rebellion is at this time. But then it's also like, she says like multiple times throughout the book, like, well, this is not a recruitment mission. I'm not here. But you can also see her eyes, like when she's looking at people through their eyes, she's like, oh, you know, he's, he's good and he's good at this. He's good at that. But he's not... You know, people like that aren't here for the long, you know, like it's clear that she sees people and the potential of what they can be and if they can be a part of this thing, which like if you think about it, you know, when when we meet her in Star Wars Rebels, like she's done that, like she found Kanan, they found Zeb, they found, you know, and like when they find Ezra, it's very clear that it's her idea. Like if this kid, this kid might have a place with them. You know what I mean? Like, so she yeah. finds these people and she like helps them. Like, it's like she can identify potential or something, you know? Yeah. She's a great judge of character, which is what you need, especially in, in recruiting and building a revolution. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like looking for those people. And like, you know, throughout the book, it's like she sees Kanan or, you know what I mean? Like, so she sees him and she's like, oh, he was good with a blaster. He was good at this. He's good at that. He's a good pilot, but, you know, he's not the kind he's not he's he doesn't stick around. He doesn't follow through. Like mm-hmm. she sees that he could be a help, but he won't be. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. for most of the book until like finally that thing turns around. But let's see. We got. um. OK. I'm not even going to get to the like, who's your favorite character in the book yet? But <laughs> I love Okadaya. Okadaya is the guy who's like the bar owner, like where Kanan is happening to work on this planet. And it's almost like he's an older Kanan. He has this like they describe him. He has like this white kind of hair and he's like they tries to dress a little bit nice, even though he's like on the mining planet. And he speaks with his very fancy like tones of, you know, oh, darling, don't you like. And he seems like <laughs> such a breath of fresh air. And also he's so adorable, like because he's like also like this flirty kind of, you know, like. Hera walks through the door and he's like flirting with her too, but like, <laughs> you know, 
uh, he's like this adorable, like gentleman. Yes. You know? Yeah. One of my favorite lines of his is when he says, when he describes Kanan as a fine pilot, an occasional, occasional humanitarian, and a somewhat tolerable house guest. Marry him, my darling. <laughs> That's okay. That part is also my favorite part, but it's because Kanan is like, Look, I'll, the, people will recommend me like right now, and they're like in the bar, and the bar is like crowded. And Hera's like, What are you talking about? And he's like, Okadaya, and she doesn't even see him. You just hear the voice comes out from the crowd. Yes. <laughs> you know, and he's like, tell her I'm cool. And then that's where he's like, he's a fine house guest to find this and to find that. Marry him, my dad. And she's like, who said that? <laughs> like, to me, that's like my favorite scene. Just because like, I picture all these people like dancing or whatever. And then like, you just hear him like, oh, yes, Kanan's a wonderful boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, disembodied voice Yes, and it just makes me smile. And then it's not till like after that, he comes out of the crowd and then they actually talk. You know. Um, but I just, I love that part. I love everything about Oka. Like when we meet him, he like wakes up in the thing. He like wakes up in the vehicle. Kanan's piloting the vehicle and he's like, what's going on? <sighs> we drink after work, right? Yeah, we drink after work. Mm, it's entirely in the wrong order. You know, yeah, like yeah. I all just, those I love things. How, yeah, I love how Kanan became someone who just didn't care or at least kept his head down, obviously, for survival. Mm-hmm. But he like unknowingly surrounded himself by people who did care in some way or in some way or form, you know, because Okadaya was a good guy. Uh, yeah, Skelly, yeah. as you know, with, with, even with his many faults, was yeah. had good intentions. Uh, Zaluna and all these other people that he's met, mm-hmm. you know, he somehow gets wrapped up into uh, gets gets associated with characters who maybe do care and who aren't as, you know, out for themselves as you would think in this galaxy where the Empire's just um, this ruthless entity and, right. and no one wants to help another person out because that means sacrificing their own life in the process. So, yeah, just I really liked how Kanan just went through his way and unknowingly just attached himself to people that did care in some way form yeah and you also have him like he's playing the, like we have so many more stories now of these jedi surviving order 66 you know mm-hmm. like in theory you could call kenobi the whole show is about that like and there's a part where even kenobi's like i don't want to be involved you know like and then you have the inquisitors being like he cannot help it you know a jedi <laughs> has to be awesome uh, that's a great impression isn't it perfect well, thank you hire me lucasville mm-hmm Wait, no, don't. There's a strike right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but, like, the like the idea of Kanan as this person in this book, he doesn't want to be involved. He does, like, he's, he's hiding who he is because that's how he's got to survive, right? And, like, you know, you and me who's read the Kanan comics, you have these, like, he ended up getting picked up by a good guy that was a pirate. And he ended up learning how to survive from... That guy, right? Janice Casimir, in theory, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that's how he became what he became. That's how he learned to kind of, like, make it. But then you also have these seeds of, like, who he really is come out. Like, you know, like, every like uh, every time something happens, the reason Zaluna knows he's a good guy is she's, she's like, I've seen him help people all the time. 
he says he doesn't mm -hmm. do anything and he walks around like nothing but this person was in a fight and getting beat up and he went and helped this person like was poor and he like gave them extra money after a shift or, or you know what i mean and he picked up this guy and took him home because he saved yelkin yeah <laughs> before that explosion when he could have easily left him behind right he always goes back and does the right thing in the moment even though he tries to like he doesn't stay like it's like he doesn't stay away for the, he doesn't stay there for the credit he just kind of helps people when he has a chance and zaluna sees that and doesn't him. the uh, doesn't the inquisitor in kenobi say i think you just said it something about like how it's an itch yeah it's like it's just part of their dna yeah the jedi cannot help it they must like reveal <laughs> themselves or something <laughs> yeah and i think that summarizes kanan pretty well in this situation yeah. as well but then i also like that it connects so much to see we didn't know this when we first read the book it was like before the show and we knew that he was part of the rebels crew and they do they kind of do the canaan route right they do go around and kind of help people and kind of stay out of it and do their thing but when season two starts he's got a big problem with it you see him going being like hey i'm cool with going and doing this i don't want to be a part of that that's not what i'm here for you wanted to go around and like help people. I'm cool with that. I'm not trying to be a part of a big military thing. And there's still these seeds of this guy who's just trying to do what's right and get along without getting involved in the bigger picture. And I feel like those seeds are here in this book a lot. He does help, but he also wants to help on his own terms. And he doesn't like being involved in those, in these bigger things, yeah. you know, in the war. Yeah, because it was, it was more about doing things on their own terms and yeah. not having this upper body or military body yep. controlling them as if they were chess pieces on a game board, you know? Mm -hmm. And so chess pieces that you know, they were often always pawns and, and right. fodder. So, uh, yeah, I, I always appreciated how he was resistant towards that towards yeah. in the beginning of the second season. And you can see how he's into, just you know just doing little things here and there in, in a new dawn and how that carries through into the series and on the other side you can see how Hera's building pieces to something bigger mm -hmm. you know what i mean like to where eventually she becomes a general you know like we know that that's her path and you can see here she's looking for people she's looking for the right people to do the right job she's looking on how to make a bigger impact she knows the thing is she knows this planet isn't quite ready to, to do whatever but she knows that these people maybe they'll be useful somewhere else or whatever you know so i don't know a lot of the like seeds of what the like these the the characters are so good and the the book does a great job of looking back on it now seeing those things you know yeah i, I really do um like another thing another thing that stood out to me you know having watched the series finale and going back to this book now when Depa Balaba tells Kanan, um, perhaps the answer will come to you in another form. Like, I didn't realize how significant of a sentence that would be at the time when I first read it. Because mm -hmm. that pretty much also summarizes Kanan's future. Yeah. Even right down to the very end with him dying and interacting through the Force differently from what you would expect. Mm -hmm. So, I just, I really love how... That sentence at the time didn't mean much, but it really does capture Kanan's journey and even Ezra's journey where the answers to whatever dilemma they're facing, it comes to them in different forms. Yeah, yeah. I like, uh, yeah, I love that. And also, like, that really comes down to him and Ezra 
you know, the idea, if you remember some of those videos that they would say, you know, Kanan has thrown this away and let this go. But when he meets like he will, Ezra can never be a Jedi without Kanan, but Kanan will never finish, like will never truly be a Jedi until without Ezra. Like mm-hmm. he, Ezra is kind of what gets Kanan like the impetus to reconnect with that life and pick up those things. And that's another thing where I feel like Hera like sees all of that. Like she knows that that's the part of his life that he's missing and this is what he needs. And she knows that together they will be better and build each other into something greater, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's just so much in here that I, that I really, really like. And, and uh, I don't know, like Kanan's journey, Hera's journey. It all starts here. The sparks are there. He's like, you're hot. She runs away or whatever. I'm What's like, your name? girl, how do you what happened? Hey, girl, well, hey. Okay, I'm sorry, but in her defense, I remember when we started dating, you're kind of stocky. Too. Uh, I'm a little too oh. cannon jars for Yeah, you are. Uh-huh. You are. Hey, girl, you need a ride? I'll fly with you anywhere, girl. Remember? Like the first night? Go ahead. Oh, my God. No, no, no. You're much better at telling stories. But, um, yeah, so he... I found you a little creepy mm-hmm. be, to begin with. <laughs> I like to think I make My you into a decent man, too. <laughs> totally resonates. Oh, gosh, that's Careful. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What do you got? I mean, you can't start a story like that and not give the listeners what they want. So, um, we All st- two of you. So, uh, when I got to this country, I started working at Ross. Ross is for less store. Mm-hmm. And so, and Sal was working there. And... I guess he had his eye on me. I was uh, fixing stuff in the racks, you know, clothing and stuff hot. like that. And then he would just like get on my way every single time. Honestly, if you really think about it, that's sexual harassment, anymore. Hey, hey, girl. <laughs> what time you get off, girl? Like, oh, oh my God. You got a ride? But then he had a friend. No, no, babe. Actual, actually, sexual harassment is unwanted. Well, it was unwanted back then. That's not true. <laughs> okay, that's that's what, that's what that's what they say. <laughs> Your Honor, it was it was wanted. <laughs> anyway, so he had a friend, and she was really nice, and she was my friend. She spoke Spanish. I spoke very little English, like almost nothing. And Sal didn't speak any any um, Spanish, Still. and so uh, she was like, "Give him a chance. He's a nice guy. He just looks weird, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's a good guy. He doesn't want anybody to know it, but he's a good guy. He helps people when she they need the- it." She was the Okadaya in that situation. But except we were at Ross. So I was like, hey, give me a good recommendation. She like popped up from the racks and she was like, oh, he's a good guy. He doesn't know Spanish. But she filed away clothes. (laughs) 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 Shout out to Pincha Laura. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, and he turned out to be a decent man now. Right? She saw the potential in me. Oh, I'll have tears <laughs> in my eyes. Oh, love. gosh, that was great. <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. Lisi did a little, like a gif. Is that what it's called? Gif? Gif? Okay. Of that mm-hmm. little scenario, how mom met dad. And it's basically, uh, I, I'm going to have to post it. I'll, I'll send it to you so you can see it. But it's basically me, yes. like, working, you know, at the clothing. You can see the clothing rack, and then, and then you see, like, this guy just pops up. <laughs> so weird. Hey, girl, hey. Hit you with the Miles Morales. Hey. So weird. Anyway, oh, to mm-hmm. opportunities and 
So you're yeah. saying Kanan was a good character for me to get integrated into. Yes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it was. Yes. Have I reached the full potential? Yeah, I think so. They were pretty cool. I'm not blind. Okay. Okay. Anyway. So. Uh... <laughs> now I'm worried. <laughs> just looking up like what the hell I mean if that's my path <laughs> um, oh actually one of the things that I really liked about Kanan's the, the, like, the very start of the novel was that you know he had these very high hopes of what he would become you know like a Jedi Knight a mm-hmm. Jedi Master fighting alongside the clones so it was very interesting to revisit those initial thoughts yeah about his future and knowing where his future actually takes him. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. ouch, right yeah. from the very beginning. But even like, and I mean, it's a little more in the Kanan comics as well, but you have these young Jedi, these young Padawans who are like, they're, they get excited for the chance to prove themselves in a time of war. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. in theory, they're supposed to be these Jedi. They're supposed to be these peacekeepers. They're supposed to be these guardians. And you have young Jedi like Kanan, who's like very inquisitive by nature and hilarious. Uh, But also Mm -hmm. you have him being like, I'm going to be the one to take down General Grievous. And, uh, and, you know, like if you check out other stories, like in the Clone Wars, when you have Ahsoka teaching the younglings, who's hardly older than a youngling herself, you know, the same. They're doing the same thing. I'm going to build a new lightsaber and then I'm going to fight General Grievous and win the war. Like. So the uh, the philosophy of what these people are, it's like so apparent how it's getting stripped away by this war that, you know, like it's like they we already know that they lose the war before that's even done. But all the right. things are there as like how the Jedi have fallen and what they have become. These protectors have become soldiers and these, you know, like and that's what he is. And in the comics, he's talking about how he feels at home on the battlefront. You know, when he gets oh, taken right. with Depa Balaba and, and he's talking yeah. about how he's finally able to find his concentration and his peace at in battle. And she's like, you know, but like things change and this is where we are now. And that's great that you're able to like to get that. find it mm-hmm. here and now. But just keep in mind that this is not going to be forever either. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you saying the word home reminded me of this other quote um, in the book when Kanan, something to the effect of it it bewildered him, the fact that the Empire would know more about his family history than he did because he was taken from the Jedi, you know, from from his family by the Jedi at such a young age. And so it made me think about the possibilities of stories down the line because I don't think that's something that's been explored. You know, a Jedi... A force-sensitive character who grew up with a Jedi and somehow finds his way, their way back home to their, to their you know, their biological family. Because right. that would have been easy, that would have been really interesting to explore, yeah. especially with yeah. Kanan. Because I always thought that Kanan was like from Lothal. It's just that he didn't know it. Oh, that's right. And I uh, yeah. that would have been such a fun theory to explore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that there are a couple, but none of them are light-sized, like Dooku is like the one that you're oh he's count of sereno he has been connected ah. you know and if you do go through dooku jedi lost there there's a lot more about that and how all of that stuff contributes to his leaving the jedi before mm-hmm. we even get to the dark side stuff you know what i mean um so like it's there are stories that explore that when they mostly 
end in characters either you know like it, it, it leads to this either it leads to a lot of animosity towards the jedi you know for like why are they holding them back from these things or keeping or you know in dooku's case uh you know like you know he's a count of sereno you know that he's left the jedi order so none of that is spoilers but like him finding out what happened to his planet what was going on there and like the republic and the jedi not delivering on you know promises protection or whatever that he felt the planet was owed was a big part of him his his leaving the jedi and maybe even indirectly falling to the dark side even though i don't feel like those are exactly the same thing like i feel like you can leave the jedi and not be dark side like mm-hmm. you can go against some of their idea like because sometimes they are too dogmatic you know like ahsoka is another great example of that somebody who left the jedi maybe she didn't reconnect with her family but like she left the jedi for a good reason <laughs> right um so i don't know it it has been explored very sporadically not necessarily in the light side so far as i've seen uh yeah (laughs) but i hope they do that at some point because that would be fascinating yeah it's definitely because i can only imagine i can only imagine like all the parents who saw the jedi temple fall like my child was taken right and incorporated into that order and now babies now what? were taken when they were like one and started showing abilities you know what i mean yeah or whatever <laughs> you know so i feel like that's a mind that they need to tap into <laughs> yeah totally I, I agree um babe you were very annoyed by skelly oh yes i i, I was so annoyed <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't uh, he's not I was a so bad annoyed. person and i'm not saying that he's a bad person he's an annoying person yeah that's it. It is hard to like. Yeah, he he does get punched by everybody multiple times. Yeah, be a he little does. too much. But like, <laughs> yeah, he does not know when to shut up, and that is annoying. Um, his like, I like the idea, like, cause he's kind of he's a veteran, right? They talk about how he fought in the Clone Wars and he got <laughs> injured, he got hurt, his arms all messed up, and they didn't take care of him. So like, you can see a lot of that animosity of things. You know, like that we. That, I mean, these are things that maybe even are semi explored in the Bad Batch. Like, what happens to these clones after? You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really quite go into all that. And they're, but like these people that are just sort of dropped once the Empire is done with them, like that sucks. But it's, um, it's really interesting. I like his story. He is annoying, but he's also not wrong. <laughs> and then, like, when you just keep prodding and pushing and ignoring and like mistreating a person like that, it is really easy to see how dangerous they can become. Yes, you know it I mean? will literally blow up in your face. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, Got him. Yeah, because <laughs> because all he wanted was someone to listen, someone mm-hmm. to listen to yeah. his story, and even Hera found it uh, a bit too difficult. too much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and difficult. And and if Hera is the kind of person, and Hera is the kind of person who would support uh, those kinds of initiatives, but if Hera turns away. Then it's just like, oh man, then I really have no one on my side. And right, I, right. I like, I, I, I thought he was annoying. Like his, his, vo- the, the voice that Mark Thompson created. Yes. It, was okay. very, it was, it was grating. Like it just like, yeah. it, like it yeah. hurt your ears sort of a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, I, I, I just, I, I appreciated his character because he, you know, he was someone who wanted to protect people and to prevent mm-hmm. something from happening. Right. And so oftentimes nowadays, 
you know, we wait for disasters to happen before we make changes. Yeah. And so he was looking to make a change before that could happen. And so, yeah, I just I, I really liked his his contribution to the story mm-hmm. um, and and ultimately how he took down Vidian with him. So that was yeah. really great, too. Um, but yeah, Skelly, Skelly is one of those characters where it's like I can only take him in small doses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's there's so many like interesting things and then if you go like a little like not only seeing this through the lens of everything that's come out since but also in a little bit of a real life lens you have it getting a little bit too real he's a person who believes in something to make something better and follows the wrong people and becomes very very dangerous like that's something that's happening here in our country all the time mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like because something so you know he believes like and even when he goes to the guy to be like you're gonna help me you like do all these things right the guy that he believes in does is the last straw that breaks him you know what i mean like he goes to count vidian because like oh you're the ceo that's supposed to be more thing and you're supposed to be more safer and you're supposed to like make things better and make things right and when like that guy is full of crap and not really doing it because that's not going to profit him at all or whatever Mm-hmm. that's like the last straw that sort of like sets him on his destructive path and then you also see like you said people like Hera are like I can't like use him he's not like that's not how you do it but I could see very easily like somebody like Saw Gerrera picking him yes, up and using him oh, yeah. as a weapon like to throw you know like not even like not even becoming a part of Saw Gerrera, Saw Gerrera being like oh yeah I'll help you here you go go over there you know what I mean? Like no, using him and putting yeah, him in harm's him way. To well, yeah. uh, honestly, yes. Yeah, he would totally use him. Yeah, as a weapon. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And so you have those all these opposing sides of different kinds of rebellion. You know, uh, let's see who else do we got. Oh, okay. This is a little bit of a sad part. Oh well, okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna get into it. Boss <laughs> Lol and her husband. So Kanan works for a thing called Moonglow. Like that's the factory. He drives the mm-hmm. things and he helps load the truck. Like they're, they're all mine, this Thorlight that the Empire needs. And it's like now they need so much more because of production and all this. So there's a, the boss, it's these two, um, what are they? Besalisks? Like, uh, like yes. Dexter. Yeah. They're two Dexters. Mom, I always think of them as mom and pop Dexter. And like they seem like nice bosses and they seem like, okay. And the, the mom is the, 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 the female is the one that like runs the company. And her husband is the, like, security, you know, so he, like, he does all the security and, like, you just, like, they both work for the company. They both do their things. And, you know, through the, like, basically what happens is Vidian comes through and, like, kills her just because he's a jerk Mm -hmm. and vindictive and horrible. He, like, just pushes her body in some acid or something like that. And Mm -hmm. then the husband finds her and, like, ghost for revenge you know it gets himself killed basically but that like that idea that the empire just rolls through like with the uncaring like throwing away these lives because they're so meaningless to it you know it, it's like it's that but also like the all these meaningless lives everywhere like they it, they're meaningless to the empire but like they care about you know what i mean like the idea that these people like this guy loved his wife and seeing her there like set him off, you know, to be, to, mm. to kill him. Like, you know, like those, I, I like the idea of that. Everybody 
counts and everybody cares and like they're gonna like it hurt him so much that he was trying to find a way for justice right you know like i think one of the things oh sorry no even though it's really sad what happens go ahead yeah no one of the things that stuck out at me was just how um kanan said something like uh, grolic i believe that's his name lived for lol like that's yeah. that was his inspiration his muse yeah. his everything and that that growl like howl that the uh, performance Yes. The performance was, it was just like, it gave me chills yeah. because it sort of reminded me another, another scene that gave me chills just like that was when, uh, Vanessa Marshall as Hera yelled for Kanan's name yeah. in that, that, that episode, Jedi mm-hmm. Knight. And I just thought, wow, wow, the, the, they're, they're, they are watching unfold what eventually happens to Kanan himself yeah. down the line. Look, you just said that and I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I've totally forgot about that, but you're right. Like the performance of, of you know, and like, I mean, it's an audio book, but Mark Thompson like gives it his all like that. That's a moment that I do remember. And like, when you said that, I can hear it in my head because I remember that part so much. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And like these simple little things, like uh, it's, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how to explain that. I really... I enjoy and I it makes me care because these are just people living throughout the galaxy like they're just people who are there existing like they love each other so much and all they they have a simple life they run a little company they have their little thing and like you know if you read the whole book it's clear oh they're these are one of the smaller companies so they're not even like that important for the emperors da, 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 da. but like they're just two people that are like making their life and just to have it disrupted and thrown away and tossed away so callously and ended like that it's like horrible and it's sad but it's also something that like happens too often you know yeah. with as these bigger you know empires or like in our case like capitalism rolls you know somewhere somewhere out there there's like a somebody running a little business that has to close down because i don't know a walmart opened or something you know what i mean like things no, like yeah. this happen yeah. all over the place and all over the time and there are these people making their lives and I don't know. It's 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 heartbreaking sometimes, but just right. to see yeah, that represented. Very, well. Yeah, it's very hard for empathic, empathetic people, mm-hmm. especially during these times, because you you can't help but feel so much for what's going around you that it yeah. kind of drains you and yeah. overwhelms you at times. It's it's but it's it's yeah. I don't know. It's like these things in these different lenses that connect. Like I said, like you said, maybe it's empathy, and maybe I'm just a little too like in the world that we're in right now, like some of the things are shining a little more real than they were when I read this book six, seven years ago, eight years ago. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Almost 10 years ago. Dang. <laughs> I know. I put a tweet out earlier today because I don't know how I stumbled upon the star Wars rebels teaser that was released in 2014. The one with the star destroyer coming in yep. and then it drops the star Wars rebels logo before it zooms off. I <laughs> I was nice. just like, oh my god, 2024 is going to be 10 years since Rebels was released. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Have you seen the kids, Jonah? They're grown. Yeah. I know. Lizzie They're can buy so alcohol. Grown. I mean, even I just saw Tracy reply to it and she said, how is that even possible? Right? 
How indeed? We, we were at like an event with Tracy in Burbank at like one of the screenings. And it was after we had seen like a couple, we'd seen the thing a couple of times. We watched the shorts a few times, but like, I think the episode episodes weren't out yet. This is the one where they showed us Rise of the Old Masters. But they had like some little, ah. like, you know, they had a nice little spread and little food, little things. And Axel would like run up and grab like two sandwiches and run away. And then like <laughs> we were talking to her and we were like, oh, yeah, like he's like doing his little Ezra thing because he wants to like be stealing. And she was like, I don't think that's what he should be taking from this. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, you know, kids got to eat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> but yeah, that was that was funny. Uh, Ray Sloan, Ray Sloan is a captain. She's like a temporary captain, and she's like coming up with Vidian. She's like the imperial side of this, so she's like angling for her career. But then she's also like a little more logical, where she sees Vidian as this very like unnecessary, brutal sometimes, and she's like trying to advance her career. And like now we know she becomes a grand admiral by the time we get to the fall of of the empire. But, like, wow. her introduced in this story is, like, this really interesting, she was a very, like, interesting, cool enemy that you have Kanan flirting with. Yeah, <laughs> For no know, reason. She's, she's one of those characters that I wish had popped into Rebels because she right, was also right. present in the Kanan comics. Yep. And, and obviously she's been present in other parts of the galaxy Mm -hmm. and whatnot but yeah i I, she's one of those people i wish she would have been like oh that canaan is a thorn in my side (laughs) yeah well i mean when she pops up into the canaan comics that's her deal right (laughs) yeah finally (laughs) but then it looks like that's the handoff to like the inquisitors i guess the grand you know because then he's like wait tell me about this thorn in your side and then you know the way that my head always put it was like well maybe she started focusing on her career and started doing well over there and like right wasn't able to like once the Inquisitors come in, the military's kind of out, right? And I love that her career is her motivation in doing what she did at the end of the novel in terms of, you know, not arresting Vidian, but, but, and not betraying him either, but like putting him in his place, I guess. And, right, right. Uh, yeah, because she was going to take the fall as well as uh, Baron Von Danth. I forget Danth, his name. Yeah. Danth, yeah, and like Vidian was going to have them take the fall for what yeah. was going to happen down the line, and she's like, "No, not with my career." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which again, another thing that's like too real when all these people are like, "Well, uh, this movie didn't make money, so I guess nobody's gonna get paid." Well, then how come you have twenty three million dollars? Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh. So yeah, you know, to, to I like just this like the CEO world of money. <laughs> <laughs> something that's really upsetting me at the moment. Anyway, Okadaya, the best thing in the world, right? Old old man, semi-flirtatious. Like, there's even a part where he tells Era, and he's like, oh, but make sure you don't look like she's going through the records or something. And he's like, please don't read mine. I don't want you knowing I'm too old for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, and he's like this weirdly cute old man that like, I don't know what I saw him as. But for some reason, I think when I picture him in my head, I don't know, this is going to make sense to 10% of the audience. Who's seen Gladiator? Raise your hands on a podcast. Okay. <laughs> I actually saw it for the first time earlier this year. Interesting. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah. I enjoy it. But in that movie, like the general that gets locked up and when they start becoming pit fighters or whatever, 
the oh, the yeah. the guy that's like teaching them that owns them or whatever. He's like an older man with like longer white hair, and he has a very like the voice is similar, but he also mm-hmm. has this like there's like a regalness like because it, 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 like his story is like he was a slave, but like now he's this, and he tried to like buy his way out of it, but he still like kind of detests these people because like that's who makes them all do this kind of thing. But just the idea of like this guy that's a little bit older and puts on these airs. Um, for some reason, that's just how I picture him. Like he's a little bit of a good looking guy. Like he's got long white hair and he's like, yes, darling. And he always has a drink in his hand. Um, <laughs> I now, can totally see that. The character is not like like him at all. This character has a lot more anger and stuff. But like the idea of this, like I'm going to fit in with the nobles, even though I'm in this place. Like I just I think he looks <laughs> the part and fits the voice. I think he could play this character. <laughs> That's how I always pictured him as anyway. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I love Okadai. Honey, do you have a favorite character and is it Hera? Hera. That makes sense. <laughs> All the way. Yeah. It is good. Are you sure it's not yeah. Flirty Kanan? Why not Flirty Kanan? No, 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 no. That's not my, f- you know, that's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think your history would beg to differ. Oh, I, um, I, <laughs> um, going back to Okadaya, I also love that he was more like a father figure to Kanan yeah. versus uh, like past Jedi mentors who were really just mentors. But Okadaya really captured the fatherly vibe mm-hmm. towards Kanan. And it was so heartbreaking when he ends up dying. Yeah. Cause I was, I was, and I had tweeted about it. Cause it was midnight when I was listening to that part, and I'm like, oh no, this is so sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was that was heartbreaking. It is, yeah. That's that's one of the best. And you treated like his little words, his like last words, is like you know, stick with him. He's a good guy, or something like yeah. that. You know, like looking out for his people. I I liked him a lot, and I always wondered. Because he is, like, there does seem to be such a close connection to them. But also, Kanan's been on the run so much, so it's like, how long's Kanan been there? Six months? Seven months? A year? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's always that question in my head. But it's so similar to a lot of the stories we've seen now. Like, like when we came out, this was, like, the first one. But now, like, Jedi Fallen Order has a little bit of a similar story. You have this guy who's there. He's hiding what he is. And he's sort of connecting to this older guy who's, like, they're kind of just looking out for him and, you know... Things don't go well because once the bag, cat is out of the bag, it's dangerous for everybody. And then you have these people that like they're trying to hide what they are like Kanan. But also the danger is not only is it dangerous for the person hiding, but if anything gets out, they're also endangering the people around them, which sucks. Right. You know? And in this case, it wasn't even like really connected to Kanan. There was just so much going on on the planet anyway that was becoming lethal. But like. You know, in other of these stories, you know, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's like, you know, like the people around him are the people in danger. Uh, you know, the little Leia is the one who gets kidnapped or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. they're trying mm-hmm. to get to this Jedi or whatever. Or it's like Ahsoka and the, the people on the farms, you know, when she's hiding are the people that are in danger. So she has to leave. So when they leave, it's not just because people are on their tail, but they're also leaving to protect these people around them. Because they have right. to. Yeah. And that's also a little bit heartbreaking. I, it's funny that you mentioned Obi Wan just now because it also reminded me of that. It was like a small sentence when Kanan's thinking. He's like, he, he couldn't, 
imagine or see Obi-Wan hunkering down on some remote yeah. planet. And I couldn't help but laugh because that's exactly <laughs> that's what he happening. did. That's exactly what he's doing. Yo, yo he's got a day job now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, he cuts up them stingrays and takes a little bit of meat for the yoki. Um, yeah, it just being in a different place, like to where we've seen more of these stories unfold. I do like the thing of like these Jedi that hide, but they're still Jedi inside. You know, like most of them for the most part. Like even Kenobi. Uh, speaking of Kenobi, Kenobi's actually in this book speaking to a young youngling. Caleb Doom. Caleb Doom. So cute. Um, he's so curious. And um, I don't know. I just, I think I like him a lot when he was little. Yeah. He's very like curious, outwardly brash. He's very like, I don't know. There's like a, like there's almost like an unfilteredness to him mm-hmm. as a young Jedi that you feel like, oh, and everybody else is so solemn and stoic and this and that, that he doesn't have. And then now, years later, Another thing, we've seen so much Star Wars has expanded so much, but now when I see this and he's like a little kid asking questions, we have seen young Kanan in an animated series and I picture him with the young Kanan voice that is Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> going like, hey, Obi-Wan, what about this uh, thing over here? <laughs> so like that just makes me laugh that he just always sounds like that even when he's little. Um, yeah. That's just me. I love like teenage Caleb who's like a little kid. But his voice is just like a little bit starting to be like Caleb. These clones are not like the other ones. Yeah. We move fast, kid. That's how I like it. <laughs> or whatever. So now when I picture young Caleb, I picture him being like, hey, but what if we wanted, what about unexpected things? <laughs> and it makes me laugh a lot. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that was such a great change to, in addition to something that we see happen in, in the movies, just expanding on that and having this new character have a uh, an impact on right. how things play out later on, which is, I, I love when they do things like that, where they yeah. find a little, a little something that they could expand upon. And it's just so much fun when you're able to make those connections. And I love it because it, it like, it makes the connection, which is like super cool. And then it also, like, but it does so much for these, like, for the characters. Like, you get to know so much about Caleb and who he is and who he becomes because of this interaction we had with Kenobi. And you get to understand that Kenobi sometimes is able to think outside of the box because he interacts with all these people. You know what I mean? Like, Kenobi Mm -hmm. is such a, like, by-the-rules person, but it's because of his interactions with Qui-Gon Jinn, I feel. With Qui-Gon Jinn and Anakin Skywalker that he's able to be like, oh, okay, like sometimes you can go these other ways and find better ways. Like so that even like Kenobi would be the like if he said that to Mace Windu, Mace Windu would be like, doesn't matter. Class dismissed. Yeah. You know, (laughs) but he said that to Kenobi and Kenobi was like, oh, hold on. Yeah, that could work. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it did work, right? And then, of course, he ends up using it later. uh Because some little kid yeah. asked him a question 10 years ago or five years ago or whatever. So the question is why he didn't use it again. Use what? You know. Um, Go to the temple? Uh-huh. Because the temple was taken over by the Empire. No, no, no. Of course. But after the fact, like any other instruction, right? I mean, it just the guy just disappeared. Well, that was the point. No, ah. that's horrible. Yeah. Like he could have said something else. I don't he know. He said stay hidden. <laughs> Do I don't not return know. to chorus. He said our whole thing has fallen. Stay hidden. 
and in time a new hope will emerge. Okay, I think well, that's what about um, after the, everything after happened? After the fact. After, so after the fact. Yeah, yeah, I mean, reach out. Maybe there's some surviving Jedi, right? And but I, then people will know he's alive. People don't even know he's alive, remember? But after the fact, who cares? He died. Wait, go back. <laughs> he dies before well, re- the war ends. Re- I mean. reach, reach out to someone who can use yeah. the intercom system. Use it again. It doesn't have to be him. Someone who can be or a proxy. Back on Coruscant? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It oh, just so seems you're like... saying like send secret Jedi messages out? Yeah. Why yeah. not? Everybody I mean, seems think... to be struggling. Yeah, it's true. But I think once the Empire took control of the... And, and, and maybe I thought about this as like maybe that's the problem because they never had this attachment thing, right? Which is great mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It works for them. But at the same time, I mean, like, just imagine that, you know, you are a kid at the Jedi Temple. You don't have any attachments to family. So you don't have right. a family anymore. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden they cut you off yeah, and, and people are prosecuting you. I mean, like, that, that just seems so negligent. Right. I mean, it's mm. definitely rough. And like we've seen it, like, We've seen it happen, Kanan and plenty of others. I mean, you know, this conversation. Oh. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to go off on a tangent That's based right. on this conversation. I love those. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say it reminds me of not really, but Zuluna had mentioned something about how it's time for people, just common people, to be Jedi, Jedi themselves. Like, if you couldn't get the Jedi to come, you know, to rise up and right. do whatever it is that they needed to do, like sending out a signal to have them assemble, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jedi assemble. Um, <laughs> have uh, have people be Jedi themselves. And so that reminds me of uh, Mira and Ephraim Bridger who were sending out transmissions and mm-hmm. updates and such. Yeah. And even though they weren't Jedi themselves, they were, they were essentially capturing the essence of a Jedi, which is to um, think about others, to help others in some in, in any way, even if that puts your mm-hmm. life at risk. And so, yeah, I just really liked how that line from Zaluna really shows how other people throughout the galaxy are being Jedi themselves, even though they're not Force-sensitive in that traditional way. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Oh my God, I, I'm really terrible with my memory. It's not all there, but... Um... So remember, there's this episode, I think it was in uh, uh, Kenobi, where uh, they go and hide in this place, uh, and then they see that uh, Quinlan boss was there, right? And they're rescuing people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, like, I'm sorry, but the Imperials are so much better at organizing themselves than the rebels, right? Like, Quinlan boss should reach out to other Jedi so they can all get together and save people. But they're not in height. You know what I mean? Like the Imperials are in power, massed across the galaxy, sending stormtroopers every which way. Like these Jedi are like. I get that, dude. But it's so much better doing this, like two or three of them. Right. That just one person. But even. That's why they keep getting killed. What we were talking about earlier is like they keep moving. You know, Kanan has to move on from planets because not only is he a danger to himself, but he's a danger to himself. Okay, let's be honest here. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. He literally says that the reason why he moves from planet to planet is when he stops having fun. Yeah, because it gets boring. Okay, it gets boring. that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe Kanan's a bad example. She said it. She's not wrong. Okay, well, I can't argue with canon text. (laughs) Shut, Shut me down. I'm but just I, saying it's like easier to do it time, in I groups like, than do it by yourself, 
right? And so if there's a way to communicate, which there was, and it, somehow it was a secret way to communicate with Jedis, right? I mean, why would But that's you... the problem. Like the Sith have access to this thing. Like they can't communicate without putting themselves and each other in danger. And I think like as far as Kenobi goes, that's his like even communicating because like not only is Kenobi in danger as much as any surviving Jedi, Kenobi's number one on that most wanted list. If anybody even <laughs> hears a teeny whisper, like they're looking for Kenobi above all. If somebody sees Voss, they're like, I think it was a Jedi. Did he have dreads? Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> like Kenobi, if they if they just hear of a guy with a beard, <laughs> like saying like, hello there, they like send a jillion people to come kill him. You know what I mean? Like of all the Jedi who should start a secret radio show, Kenobi ain't it. <laughs> and not only that, he's got the biggest job. Okay, I'm sorry, but uh, about that, okay? Mm-hmm. So, let's be honest here. Princess Leia, it, what if she was getting ready for that? I think she would have been much better so than does her brother. Yoda. Huh? So does Yoda. Well. <laughs> <laughs> there's a great, uh, from a certain point of view story, like there's like 40 stories and there's like one where Obi-Wan's like, okay, it's time for you to begin the training of the next one, you know, and Yoda's like, great, bring her. <laughs> and Kenobi's like, uh, no, actually, I was thinking you could perhaps train Luke. Why? He sucks. Yeah, why? <laughs> why? He's literally the worst. I mean, <laughs> she's do you see so him in Kenobi? Better. She's smarter than him. She's better looking than him. She, uh, she's like really good at strategy. She's good at politics. She has everything to make a like, no. I mean, seriously, dude. Okay, yeah. like, remember Kenobi? Even mm-hmm. in Kenobi, remember that little kid that runs around and then he falls down and like he basically knocks himself out. Right? Are you talking about Luke Skywalker? <laughs> yes. And then <laughs> that does happen. That that's canon. And then you <laughs> And then you have Princess Leia. She's like doing all kinds of stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. Even as little as she is even even tricking her own mother. Uh-huh. Right? I think that was for fun so though. So funny. And she's smaller. I think she's she looks smaller. I mean I know that they're the same age, but Yeah, yeah. You know? She's smarter, dude. That nobody's arguing that. <laughs> so why is he the chosen one? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think. I, I I think she would have probably made a better Jedi than him, but I also don't think they could have switched. I don't think he could make. I don't think he would make a better general. Like if she was the Jedi, I don't think he could do the general part. <laughs> <laughs> I think ultimately, because she had more of a relation—not a really a relationship, but just like a. A con- more contact with Vader. Oh, yeah. So yeah. she she already knew Vader in terms of this guy is just like the right hand man of, uh, of the Emperor, mm-hmm. and whereas Luke doesn't really know anything outside of what's happening on Tatooine. He, he just so wants to go out with his friends for some power yeah, combatters. Yeah. So then, <laughs> so so for, for him, it was easier to mold that clay and and have him be the one with to connect with Vader, um, Anakin, and then have Anakin um, realize that you know there's still good in him in, in himself mm-hmm. uh, when he sees his son. Yeah, uh, I can see that. that. No, yeah, Leia would have been like, that's... "Let's kill him." Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Leia would have been like, "We're gonna, we gotta yeah. kill this guy." Yeah. You know, he sent that interrogator droid after me, and that, my family. That, I'm not there, gonna have uh, it. <laughs> speaking of, like, there's a a book that recently came out called "Princess and the Scoundrel," and it's basically about like Han and Leia getting married after Endor. Uh huh. It starts on oh, Endor, that's right. and there's a lot about her coming to terms with things that I didn't think about, like, because she just learned that 
Vader's her father too. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, Luke's having a funeral over here for his dad and she's very much not in that space. Yeah, makes sense. Right. So there's a little bit of her dealing with that that is excellently written, beautifully done. It feels true to that character. And, uh, but it's also things that I never thought about. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what makes Luke the quote unquote chosen one and that he is able to make that connection at the, and at the right moment. But I wonder though, if the roles were reversed, right? I don't think they could Oh, that would have been fascinating to see. Like if he was the senator's Uh son and she was the, uh, the farmer girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I just feel that she has more... I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the actors. I don't. I don't know what part of me. I always thought I'm like this. Just doesn't seem right. This doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> she also has like a bet. It reminded me of that episode when she shows up in Rebels, mm-hmm. um, because Ezra, um, she she clearly has a better education. She had oh, a better yeah. childhood, mm-hmm. and Ezra did not have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so so you can tell you can see really who's the mature one here who who's the one who's able to get things done um and, and it's the same with luke um so yeah i just i think it's because of her, the way that she was brought up that mm-hmm. it, it, that's why she excels and mm-hmm. we see her excel much better than than her male yeah. counterparts yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i mean even like chosen one or not like her place is like running stuff Whereas, like, yeah. I think Luke's yeah. a great, like, symbol of the rebellion. Everybody's like, hey, he's the guy that blew up the Death Star. But, like, he doesn't really run stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's not really in a place nor able to run stuff. Like, uh, it's almost like Hera and Kanan. She's better at doing all the things. Kanan can, you know, they call Kanan Spectre One and everybody, like, thinks he's the leader, but he's really not. You know what I mean? Like, right. It's all misdirection. You know that reminds me of a quote. I forget what it was in the book where the I think it was a narrator who said Hera had the idea, Kanan made the plan. So like yeah. he he was always the one who was able to execute, whereas Hera was the one who the thinker behind everything. Yeah. Like able to put together these big things and make real change happen. Whereas Kanan was able to just like beat up five people in a bar. Yeah, let's be honest. Kanan didn't want to be involved, remember? No, he didn't. Like he was literally like at some point I was worried that they were gonna break up. Remember when they go back and they wear these silly hats? Oh my god! Are you talking about <laughs> the occupation season four Star Wars Rebels episode? The occupation? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Because you know I've been threatening to do that cosplay for like four years. <laughs> the like white flight cap with the sunglasses. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. that's hilarious! Oh I want to do that god. costume oh so god. bad. Zeb's costume was. Just, Zeb has the tall one. I, it was, oh, God. Yeah. It was so funny. It was but so funny. Ezra has the governor, uh, what's his name? It just Ryder seems, Azadi hat. It just seems that yeah, that's right. Hera and Leia, they were always more focused. Yeah. Right? They were always more, like, open to help people where I think that uh, Luke was very self-involved and that he was just, like, a normal teen. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, Kanan, because of what happened, you know, in his history, he also had no intent yeah, to no desire, um, no desire of like helping people. If anything, he ran until away it was from personal. It. Huh? And until Ezra it... was the same way too. Yeah, exactly. Ezra was the same yeah. way too. Yeah. And Sabine like, is more focused than he is. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yep. And even like to rock it over to other rebels who are not force sensitive, like people like Andor are just trying to get by and do their own thing, and then sometimes when they end up helping, they end up becoming a part of bigger things because they end up helping other people like and Ezra's kind of the same way like mm-hmm. he's just like robbing from the empire 
But he's robbing for the Empire because they're beating up innocent people and their yogurt fruits. Yeah. But then he'll steal a yogurt fruit, but he gives the guy back most of the yogurt fruit. You know what I mean? Like, and same thing with like Kanan. Kanan's like, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get involved. Mm-hmm. But when he sees somebody getting hurt, he helps. Yeah. You know, like when it's there and in his face, he does it. And then he just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they don't want to be involved, but they're good people with good hearts. I think. Yeah. Even when they seem selfish most of the time. I agree. You know. Which you could like look at. Uh, Jonah, I don't know if you've dove past tense into the Alphabet Squadron books. but No, sadly, I haven't. Okay. So I'm just going to give you a quick little pitch. It's a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. They are written by Alexander Freed, who I don't know, like, the, the tone is very heavy. Hera is a big character, particularly in the later books. Like, she's in the first book as well, but, like, she becomes a bigger part until the last books and I really love like because by now this is all after the Battle of Endor so she's General mm-hmm. Hera she's running things like she's running squadrons and all this you know but there are a lot of these little callbacks of hers like because you get in there are parts of the books where you get into Hera's and I just love like what they've done in those books with her character and things like little touchbacks to where she's like you know boom boom boom, boom this is what she had to work with and then and it was this only it was only this squadron or whatever she didn't know if these people were ready, you know, but there's a really great line in there that says something like that. It's to the effect of like, you know, she didn't know if the people were ready, but this wasn't the first time that she's had to send children into war or something like that. Right. And it's like, yeah, it like there are a lot of these moments of Hera and her career and her. I don't know, like her, like, I'm so curious to see like how it's portrayed in Ahsoka and where she's at now. And I really want to see Caleb because he's mentioned a few times, but I don't, I ain't seen him since we saw him uh, joyriding with her in the clouds of Lothal or wherever they were. Oh, with Jason? Her, yeah, with her dark makeup. What did I say? <laughs> you said Caleb. My bad. You said Caleb. My bad. Caleb. Caleb is baby Kanan. Yeah, yeah, right? Same thing, but not green ears. They should have called him Caleb. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a radio station. Caleb. Caleb? Okay, love. No. Well, that's a that's an actual radio station around here, honey. <laughs> K Love One O One. Doom. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I just I I wish we ever. I I doubt we ever will. Because you're right. They never dive back into these things. But it would be really nice to see where Kanan came from and if it was Lothal. That's such an interesting theory. Yeah, I would love to, because I, I, I always felt that that's the direction they wanted to go in, mm-hmm. especially in that last season. But because they only had a certain amount of episodes and certain amount of time, there was a lot that they had to cut back on. And I feel like that's one of the threads they they cut back on. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had a chance. I haven't seen Filoni in person in, in years. And, and, and I always try to like ask him like, for a hint and obviously he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't give up give up anything but i i I would love to see him smile if i were to ask that question yeah you stick with that question and i will keep asking him for the pictures of gala voss yes (laughs) we will just get on maybe in another 10 years we'll have it uh let's see oh we, we didn't talk about zaluna you mentioned her a little bit zaluna is like an analyst who works for this company that's like Supposed to, it's almost like a security company, but by this time it's clear that they're like being very intrusive with people's First Amendment <laughs> rights to privacy and things like that <laughs> uh, during the time of the Empire. 
but like she's very like in her head she's like oh well this is about security and this is about protecting people and sometimes you have these dangerous things but as she sees more and more what the empire is doing with that information uh she starts to see that like that may not be the best and what she believed in might not necessarily be true and helps Hera. It's, it's very interesting, isn't it? And because it, it, yeah. it resonates with like, you know, that uh, Amazon was sued, right? Because all the ring cameras and stuff, you know, and I've been telling you before. So when we were like trying to decide which security camera system to use, mm-hmm. it's like we cannot go with anything that has to do with Amazon or with ring. Mm-hmm. Because mm. it, which is ring is also kind of like part of Amazon is connected right. to Amazon because they literally like sell your information and they also give your information to the police. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just like when I was um, when I was reading the book. So I read like up to chapter 21, <laughs> like when I was rereading it like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. it was chapter 21. And that's one of the things that I was like, yeah, we we think that we being safe. Right. Because it's for our safety. But the reality is that it could use it could be used in a really Right, right. Bad way. It's interesting because, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. When even immigration book... is using it now. Right. Isn't that crazy? But I mean, like, in the, we read this book, we we're like, oh, it's crazy. The empire is like crazy. And like nowadays, every website you're on has your birthday and your phone number That's and your true. location and like your phone's tracking nonstop. So it's like, it's very interesting to see the things that we were like, wow, what a horrible place to live. And oh. now, like, that happens. <laughs> Hold on. Day. But like, sometimes we willingly put that information online. Right, right. No, I, like, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not disagreering. I'm just saying, like, that's another part of the book. You don't think becoming about the too real. Exactly. Yeah. You just think, oh, cool, it's yeah. trendy or whatever, mm-hmm. and like you're just literally making it easier for the government. Yeah, yeah. That's why I prohibit Sal from like checking. Is like if we go somewhere, I prohibit. Yeah. Like you cannot check in until well, we we're in out of there. Leave. Until we're out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we're not doing that. Once we leave, Especially I'll when the kids like, were oh, little. Good ass tray host tacos. You know, when the kids then... were little, uh, I was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> Now it's like, right, you know, right. Axel. Axel's big. He can beat up anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he got no skills. <laughs> he ignores his training. Yeah. Uh, but Zaluna, I love the character. Like, she's very... Like, and, and, and there's a thing of, like... Like, she's she's been at this job for, like, 30 years or what? Like, she's been there for so long. She's a Celestine, so in my mind, she's just like this adorable older Celestian woman <laughs> who, like, just works there and... But whereas, you know, when like we think about it in these real terms, you're thinking of this crazy faceless corporation that's using your corporation. And that is what it is. But she's the person who works there. That's the manager who's been running this thing. She also sees everything and cares about the people. You know, she's like, oh, like this person that did this thing, but she knew, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, this other person like did something, but that's fine. They were like, it was just a moment like she it's almost like she's using her judgment to when she dis- when she makes her reports or whatever mm-hmm. so like you know whereas somebody would like like this is the the very like 1984 future where like you know oh if anybody speaks out against the empire you have to like write them up mm-hmm. and so she's like oh but that was just a drunk person that was mad after work like they're they're no harm like this person over here is the one you have to watch like even like like, like skelly's been on their red line mm-hmm. forever but she's like oh, he's harmless she was wrong. He had but, a lot of red tickets. Is that yeah, red, red, red mark or something like that. You're right. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. But like when she meets Kanan, she's like, oh, no, he's a good person. And then he's like, I don't know you lady or whatever, <laughs> you know, and she's like, you know, Kanan Jarrus been here eight months and it starts wording. You work for Project Moonglow. You're a driver plus this and that. But like, you know, three weeks ago, you helped somebody in an alley get home because they got hit by, or whatever, you know, then two weeks ago, somebody was getting robbed and you helped them and like, da 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 
Like, and she names, like, she's seen him go around and help all these people. But, like, then you don't stick around. You just, like, disappear. Like. Yeah, she's very uh, information-oriented. Okay. And she she calculates her right. decisions based on the information that she has. So when she tags along um, for the plans that they intend, I love that she had remembered what each plan was supposed to be and i think kanan was like well what was plan two and she, she <laughs> yeah, explained I what that it. was <laughs> yeah, oh uh, yeah and so yeah so like going through that journey she the the, the deeper she gets in the less information she has and right, right. and um she ultimately gets to the point where she loses her sight and at that point there's not really much information you can gather with your eyes now. It's, mm-hmm. You have to rely on your other senses. And yeah. so I just really like the progression of that character and yeah. um, and where she ultimately ends up. Yeah. But I also really like how, like, like she starts and she's working. Like, she ends up running with the rebels. I call them the rebels, but they're just people. <laughs> it's Hera. But, like, the, like, basically, like, one of her workers has set up the meeting with Hera. Because one of her workers has, like, started realizing what's happening and, like, started to try to find information and find rebel context. And when that person gets caught is when, and, like, they sort of, like, as they're getting arrested, they, like, drop, hey, just, I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Like, get this data cube to such, or whatever. Like, and she's like, why would you do this? How could you be so stupid? Like, why would you? Yes. Every now and then he would be on lunch and being like, man, the Empire sucks. Oh, shut up. Don't say that around here. Like. You know, and it's like <laughs> not when she starts to see the consequences of of not only their actions, but also like that these aren't bad people. Like these are people who are just seeing things that are bad that are happening. And it's like there's a willful ignorance there of her, too, where she's like, well, you know, they're like, don't you wonder what happened after you told them to come? Oh, well, I, I tried never to ask those questions. I just I did my job, you know, like so there's part of her that feels a little bit of guilt once her eyes are opened in, mm-hmm. in a weird way. And then once she finds herself drawn into this, she ends up on the run under the same, but she knows the scrutiny that she's under. And like, you know, like she finds herself in the place that she never thought she was going to be. And then has to sort of like reckon with it. Um, But it's really sad that she was like, look, I was doing my job. I was doing like, she thought she was doing something good. And she sort of mm-hmm. realizes that she was basically being used as a tool. Um, and that sucks. Yeah. But I really like her. She's very, very sweet and she's very observant and she's very like, I don't know, like, and like Hera, see, like, cause like when Hera, Hera sizes everybody up on her rebel card, whether, whether approved or not, then she's like, oh, she was good at this. She was good at that, but she would never, you know, oh, Skelly's ready to blow everything up, but he's like too dangerous. There's no way I can't even like point him in the right, you know, oh, Kanan was good at this. He was good at that, but he... He's just a, he, he, you can't get him to do anything or whatever. You can, girl. You sound hot. <laughs> you know, and he says it a couple of times. He's like, you can fly with me anywhere. Or I'll fly with you anywhere. Or I'll follow you anywhere or something. And I think, like, I wonder in the beginning of the relationship is him just basically like following her until she finally realizes that he is like there for real. You know what I mean? okay fine well you can come and do this like little thing sure you know reminds you of someone yeah and then she's finally like it's been 10 missions and he's still here maybe 
is. Maybe he is like. Maybe he is a. Uh, maybe he does have staying power. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Just to think back of what that must have been like, and I love it. I really wish we would get more of these things. Like, I would like to see how they found Zeb and Sabine. Maybe now Same. that more. Like, I hope we could get like a book like this about everybody. You know. Maybe now that they're, you know, people, they're showing up in shows and stuff. Hopefully, maybe that'll unlock. Okay, we know where they're going or whatever now. Maybe we can do a little bit more with their past or whatever. You know? Yeah, Sometimes I feel I like so. Star Wars locks people down that they have plans on. Like, now that they did Book of Boba Fett, I'm able to get a whole comic series called War of the Bounty Hunters, which is rad. <laughs> so, you know, maybe if they do that now, maybe I can get more books about I've got a lot about what Hera's been up to, and I enjoy that, but I hope to get more. I'm surprised that Sabine hasn't had an, her own novel, especially leading up to the series, mm-hmm. Ahsoka. So, which is another thing that I'm like, why is it named Ahsoka? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? if, if there are several, right? several Rebels characters yeah. in okay. it. But anyway, that's, that's a whole other tangent. That's a whole other <laughs> gonna, conversation. Look, Jonah, I'm going to have with you a conversation that we kind of had the opposite conversation about eight years ago. <laughs> So remember in and remember Rebel Season Two, and everybody was like, Why didn't I need it more of Vader and Ahsoka? I needed more of this. That was ever the story was about Ezra and the Rebels. And her her things like Twilight of the Apprentice was a big part of her story, but it was also in service to Ezra's story. In right. that thing. I think whatever we get now, this is gonna be in service to Ahsoka's story. We're going to get a lot of rebels in there and we're going to get a lot of big parts of their story, but I think ultimately it's going to be about Ahsoka. So I I think, I hope at the end we're not sitting there all disappointed going like, well, what about it? What was the rest of Ezra's thing? And now like, this is her story and Ezra's going to be a big part of it. I hope. And clearly Sabine and (laughs) Hera are going to be a big part of it already, you know, but I, right. I just, I, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I just like, that's, that's my point. I I, oh, gotcha. I hope and I love that we're going to get more of their story, but it's all going to be connected to her story. And I think we should go into yeah. it with that lens. We won't be like, oh, but I wanted more of Sabine on her own. Hopefully we'll get that book someday. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, because I, I think uh, Sabine and Ezra were were written and developed to be main characters of their own stories mm-hmm. or share the same story as main characters. So, you know, ah- Ahsoka has had years now of development and so it's just it, it'd be nice for them to you know after this series right, continue right. Sabine and Ezra's story so that way they get their chance to you know shine in their own series doing their right. own thing and not necessarily serving someone else's character gotcha um yeah so that's just my my take on it but yeah. I do appreciate that insight because yeah you're right <laughs> she was a big part of Rebels yeah and then like you know Rebels for all intents like Sabine and Ezra are the main characters of that show yes like, they yeah. are definitely yeah, yeah. that's the Sabine and Ezra show um I hope we get more stories where they are the main characters I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's what if I would like to see them but, as, as older yeah. as older characters. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Catching up with them or like a book or comic. I feel like we should I I, I think Sabine would work particularly well in a comic. Because I think Mandalorians oh, look awesome so on a page. Cool. Give us the yeah. give us give me the Kanan team, but the Sabine comic. Uh what's that dude's yeah. name? Uh Pepe Laraz. Pe- uh, Pepe Laraz, we yeah. We already know like he Greg can draw Weisman. dope Sabine. 
<laughs> right? Because she was in some of those comics too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, reunite that team and let's get a Sabine comic. I'd be down. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I know E.K. Johnston wants to write a Sabine book. I'll take that. Ah. You know? Uh, and anybody yeah. else? It'd who... be really cool to get... I'm so sorry to interrupt. No. No, um, but it'd be really cool to uh, get like an Asian uh author, author on that book just yeah, to like for sure yeah get that perspective because she is she is uh uh influenced by different asian cultures right, so right. I, I would like to see that yeah written incorporated not incorporated obviously but just yeah, like yeah. um just that insight see that influence in there yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, ah, so many possibilities. Yeah. Why can't they make it happen I, I just hope we get something. <laughs> I hope we get something. I would love to see it. And like like I said, hopefully now that they're like doing this and this show, maybe that they'll open up those avenues so we can have more. I miss the days when we used to get, remember remember when Rebels came out and we got a new Dawn, Ezra's Gamble, Kane and the Last Padawan. Stuff used to happen. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Jenna. And those uh, Servants of the Empire novels. Yep. Yep. I mean, it was a hopping yeah. time. <laughs> then Star Wars Resistance came out and we got nothing. I know. So, I know. mean, the perfect novel was right there with uh, Emmanuel Doza and, and Vanessa Doza. Mm-hmm. Like, that was right there. You had a story. <laughs> yes, I'm down for all the Dozas. Like, that's that's my favorite family. That's my favorite animated family. Same. My favorite animated blood family. <laughs> the dozos are amazing (sighs) yeah anything you want honey there's plenty of Hera books you want to read some no you good Hera books Alphabet Squadron she's in them a lot they're very heavy though very heavy semi depressing really good though (laughs) really good books though no I need something Um, like happy in my life that's mm, what I need I don't know if I have anything for you (laughs) <laughs> oh that's funny so what's in my house that's depressing one thing one thing that stood out to me as we were having this conversation just now um Kanan when he was uh, running away from that explosion that Kelly had said Skelly had said um and he was helping Yelkin at one point it's just the, the the narrator describes how he leaps in a way that he hasn't left in so long mm-hmm. and it it completely reminded me in Spark of Rebellion when Ezra is jumping onto the ghost's <laughs> ramp yeah and I'm like oh my gosh how am I just now realizing the right. similarity here when he dunks the cargo crate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Kanan goes, "Whoa!" <laughs> nice. Oh, it's yeah, so good. That was yeah. great. <laughs> I love Star Wars Rebels. I love this book. I love Kanan and Hera, and I hope we see a little more of the Rebels crew. Like I said, you know, now that we're getting more of a, clearly we're getting plenty more of Ezra. I'm sorry, Sabine and Hera, and hopefully Ezra, that are going to be a part of this Ahsoka show. Uh, I'm excited for the continuation of their stories, but I'm also I'm also realizing that this is Ahsoka's show. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just trying to keep my own my own things in check. But I I, gotcha. I do wish to I'm see sorry, Sal, more. but come on. Like, you can't even say that with a straight face. I just did. <laughs> no, not with a straight face. You what? can't. I mean, like we have seen all over like the Mandalorian and. Uh, what else, uh, you know, at the Book of Boba Fett, uh-huh, how, uh-huh. like, it's supposed to be about one character, but some 
how another character takes over. Okay. I hope we get like a whole episode about Sabine. I will be happy with that. Okay. But I'm also not <laughs> expecting I'm also not expecting that. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen, but I, like I wouldn't expect that. It's called Ahsoka. It's funny how I know there are people who are unofficially calling it Rebel Season 5. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yay! <laughs> it's Rebel Season 5, yeah. guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I really like I like that. I love it. So that. far like it, out of everything, Ahsoka's the, the gray slate right now for me. Like, I know what Sabine is and her mission in theory. Like, she's trying to find... Like, she, at the end of Rebels, she says, it's time to bring him home, you know? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Like, that's her last line. Is like, And Ezra's, you know, Ezra's out there somewhere, and it's time to bring him home, I think. Now, Hera, I know, because of all the other stuff I've read, is she's big part in the New Republic. Military. I still don't know what Ahsoka, who or what Ahsoka is right now and what she's doing. So like, like I know, like Ezra said, when you get out, come find me. And she said, okay, but is that now? Is she looking for like, I don't know what else she's doing because clearly she's doing a lot and I don't know what any of it is. Yeah, I'm so curious how, what is it that, what mission is it that Ezra had in mind for Sabine? Yeah. That he relies on her to get it done while he's away doing whatever it is that he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that's what we're going to see unfold. Uh, and yeah. hopefully he'll be able to take part in that. Um, but oh, very briefly, going back to Anudon, mm-hmm. um, just the uh, the force, the force, uh, showing up when Kanan, uh, when that catwalk starts falling on Hera and he mm-hmm. uses the force to stop it. I just, that's my, my favorite part in the whole, <laughs> the whole book. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. Um, and I, I wish he could have used his lightsaber, but I, I love that he didn't because he sensed that it wasn't time yet to use it. And yeah. we know that when he does eventually use it, it's well, the, the scene that we see in Rebels against Callus, and so i thought that was pretty neat how they lined that up pretty well i also love that like because he like he takes it out for that just in case and he has like a special little holster like on the other side yeah so i like that at one point he has like a lightsaber on one side and a blaster on the other side kind of like ezra season three yeah like (laughs) i I was like oh i wonder what that looks like because it's like oh it was to hold his little like vibro but he put his lightsaber in there um because yeah. then you think like, oh, is he going to use it? And then he doesn't. But still, but yeah, I that's, do. That's yeah. that's the last thing I wanted to say about a new dawn. And the fact that um, Moon Glow, I think that wasn't that the uh, sketch that Moon Sabine Beam. had made of Moonbeam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I always thought that because she knows the story of how they met on this moon. So, right. So Kanan is Hera's Moonbeam. This is why, because they met on the moon of Vagorse, or whatever. In the moonlight, remember when she's running away, and he's like, "You sound yeah, hot." Right. Oh my god, I can't, I can't, dude! Don't hey do that. Girl. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey girl, hey. Hold on, I just got arrested by Imperials. You sound hot too. Oh, oh, oh! Now that you're, now that you're the face to face with Ray. <laughs> remember, remember the part where he was pretending to be crazy because of the beret, beradium. I think that's what it was. 
that and that, that they were carrying and he was pretending to be like aggressive because of the leak that, uh-huh. from the beradium reminded me of him being drunk in Empire Day. Empire Day! <laughs> I love it! <laughs> All hail I just, glorious I love, Empire! I love that how that's just, that's just Kanan. He just finds ways to, you know, be himself <laughs> and find but ways outside I, I the box. I also like that his, like, drunk self is just a little bit louder and he, like, has a little bit more of an accent when he gets excited. Yeah. Instead of he's like, hey, Kanan, you like, all hail the Empire, but he's like, all hail the Empire! <laughs> like, he gets real, like, accenty with his drunk voice. <laughs> oh, gosh, that was so great. I, I just, I loved seeing little moments like that throughout the novel that just remind me of things that we had seen in the series. Hey, Jonah, I just sent you the video that Lizzie made. Oh, no. My mom, my mom minding her business. So, huh? <laughs> working and then, and, then, you... and then my future, my future dad's talking her. Oh my <laughs> that gosh! That's a brilliant video. Seriously. <laughs> oh gosh! But yeah, that is Hera and Kanan in a nutshell at their mm-hmm. first at their first meeting. <laughs> Babe, you married flirty Kanan. Oh, How is that working out for you? <laughs> so far, so good. Okay. I accept. <laughs> Jonah, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming and talk to us. Thank you so much for being a part of our Rebel story since the beginning. Hey. We treasure oh. our friendship with you. Um, and I like, I love seeing you on Twitter right now, being excited about seeing the Rebels because sharing, <laughs> I like sharing my excitement with you. And I always have. Um so, yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. And if you need someone to talk with for the Ahsoka episodes, I'm I'm more than willing to Noted. to keep the microphone <laughs> to keep the microphone out uh, because nice. I, I really did get more excited. I mean, granted, I have had a lot of, a lot of other things happen that I've had to shift priorities. Mm-hmm, so podcasting mm-hmm. really had to fall down on the list of things for me to do, and so that's why I haven't been podcasting a lot lately. But also just trying to take a little break from star wars and mm-hmm. just enjoy other things out mm-hmm. there but that trailer really you know inspired me to to jump back into the conversation so uh, yeah awesome. so I'm, I'm around yes. <laughs> All right. well then we will be reaching out to you i'm pretty sure i can uh, geek out over ezra <laughs> and have that have yes. that live in podcast form we have a we have another friend who's like they they're they want us to watch Strange New Worlds. Is that what that is? Strange New Worlds. Oh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yes. Yeah. So we're not a Star Trek people, but you know, I was like, oh, it's a good it's a good yeah. place to start. Okay. I it's a it's a good. Uh, Do we have to yeah, watch the movies? Ever... Wait, is there movies? Yeah, there are movies, right? No, we don't have to watch movies, no. right? Everything's by itself. No, so not really. Just... Um, what's great about it is there are different adventures every week, and the only thing that carries through from episode to episode are the characters' journeys, and okay. so um, you you get there's a lot of new characters, so you get to know them as as you're watching the show so it's not like you need to have knowledge beforehand mm-hmm. to enjoy the show good good okay we will report back when we uh, <laughs> maybe we'll be able to share some star trek fan fanning with you <laughs> <Woot>. <laughs> <laughs> because we've never been able to do that 
Uh, <laughs> babe, how are you feeling? Are you are you excited for the future of Rebels? And also, did you, <laughs> Rebels did you, number five? Like, yes, did, 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 did absolutely. This book bring anything back? <laughs> Was there anything that you remembered or that like you looked a little bit differently from the book? Like now? Going back uh, to it again? Well, I guess I forgot about Keenan. It's it was my like I was a little bit uncomfortable, not uncomfortable bad, but I was like, oh my god, this guy kind of rolled my eyes because mm-hmm. it's like he's so <laughs> flirty and stuff. It's like Are you serious right now, dude? And then I was like, wow, he's grown a lot. <laughs> yeah, tone it down, bro. <laughs> tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> he became respectable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, I, there was a lot of things I just looked at, like, so differently now and seeing, like, because we basically have, like, the entirety of Kanan's journey, even though there's plenty more that we could have out there, Star Wars, you could just give us more Kanan comics. We wouldn't hate it. We would totally read it. <laughs> but like, I would totally read it. We've seen the beginning. We've seen the end. We've seen what his legacy is, like, not only with Ezra and Sabine, but also with, like, uh, you know. Hera and Jason. So like there's a lot of these pieces like that still have so much potential. Um you know, parts of him and his story and like the people that that he surrounded himself with. So I don't know. I just feel like there's so much more storytelling uh to tie that in. And I don't know you know, like Star Wars is such like a very weird thing. Not a very weird thing because that's how real life is. Whenever I meet somebody in real life, I don't be like, do you remember the last time we saw each other over here at the battle of such and such? Because sometimes people are watching new Star Wars things and they're like, how come she didn't talk about her sister? Like, well, you don't just go and mention everything all the time to your friends. Ah, by the way, it's good to me see you again, Cassie and Andor. The last time I saw you was that one time when we were in that room over there and the other thing. So I, I'm like, basically, I'm just like, I don't know if Kanan's going to get mentioned. But I feel like he's still going to be a big part of the story just through Jason, no matter what whether right. they talk about him yeah. or not. I, I guess I'm looking forward to learn why it took them. I'm assuming that there were things that needed to be done, obviously, uh, but it, they better be really busy because it feels like it took them a long time to try, to this, to make the decision of going to find uh, yeah. Ezra. I mean, how old was Jason? Right, like, right. He looked like seven or something. I don't know. <laughs> but that's also a flash forward. Like, I think that's all going forward to this moment. Right, but still. Oh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what is the motivator. Like, what is it that mm-hmm. launches them into yeah. finding Ezra? Like, because we don't know, really. Yeah. And what is it that... Wh- why is Sabine in this funk? Is it because she just can't figure out what it is that Ezra wanted her to do? Is it that... Oh, is it that uh, her family is possibly dead? Who knows? Because I don't know what the... Yeah. I need to watch the third season of The Mandalorian. But what what sort of outside events have affected right, her right. and put her in this situation that we don't know about right now? Yeah. And so... Uh, and Yeah, I'm, I'm just very curious. And I hope that we get some of that information. But yeah. a novel would definitely answer those questions. <laughs> nice. yes. I, 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 like, I feel like I know everybody. Like, you know, like, and just the Sabine stuff. I just go from the end of Rebels. Because she hasn't been in anything since. But, like, she said, mm. I thought he wanted me here to take care of his home. But right. now I realize that it's time to go find him. And that also, like, that to me kind of ties up with... The only couple of things we've seen Ahsoka doing, which is like, I heard whispers of Thrawn. 
which is like everybody knows mm-hmm. that's how he was. So like if they're like, so I almost feel like the search for Thrawn is the search for Ezra. Yeah, you know, they're intertwined. Then what the hell was Ahsoka do? Like, like yeah, Ahsoka's the catalyst. Like yeah. the Ahsoka's the catalyst and the like the mystery to me right now. I still were you stuck in Malachor for eight years? Like, what happened? <laughs> like that's <laughs> the thing. Like I know where Sabine was. I know where Hera is. I know where everybody else is. Like Hera's got a full time job now and probably and a baby. Have a lot of time to Google. Anybody seen a blue haired boy? Uh, <laughs> you know what I what I love about the fact that this conversation we're having is about a new dawn is that this show feels like it's a new dawn for the characters themselves and seeing them again (laughs) i got the slow kill laugh yes well done (laughs) yeah i'm gonna do better than that people (laughs) that's it and that's why that's why you need Ola Jonah insights on your. Uh, that's why you need that. On, you need it on your Twitter feed. You need it on whoever wins the war, Blue Sky or Threads or whatever people are doing these days. Uh, yeah, it's good times. Um, yeah, I, it's it's totally that, and I love I, I love having the characters back. I think Sabine looks amazing. I can't wait to see her in action with the armor. And Ezra's lightsaber. Oh my god! <laughs> I know a lot of y'all forgot about that, but you know she got trained oh, how to I use a not. lightsaber. I, I did not forget. And it looks like she's going to have a little more practice. Honestly, I thought that um, you know when she calls Ahsoka Master, my thought was like, is she a Jedi now? And we just didn't know. Kind of like Finn. Like he didn't really know. Hmm. Uh, but Sal says no. Whatever. I'm not like, no. She I'm just saying. Fascinating. Yeah. Oh yeah, and she'll be like the most interesting lightsaber of them all seriously but then again she'll have if, a rainbow lightsaber but then again if she's <laughs> if she does end up becoming a jedi she would be like the next uh tar Vizsla. because he was the yeah, original mandalorian yeah, that's a jedi yeah yeah and like she's been trained by mandalorians and she's been trained by jedi yeah and then now she's going to be trained by ahsoka whatever she wants to call herself these days <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm so curious what it is that they have lined up for us for this series yeah. and, you know, what it could mean for these characters as futures, because that would be great. I mean, I, I and I had tweeted it on on Twitter. I was just like, man, I came up with this story of Sabine being <laughs> force sensitive in 2017. <laughs> Dave, let's exchange notes. <laughs> because I really loved the idea of her being a late bloomer. Essentially. Dave reading that tweet. Um, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, if that is the route that they're going in, it could be that, you know, what Kanan said in the uh, the episode, the, the Dark Saber episodes where he was training her and said you know she's blocking herself she's not being open to the force Mm -hmm. she um so it it could just be a general sense of being open to the force and having a master and whatnot not necessarily someone who has abilities in that way Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. absolutely i'm still firmly on team she's not a jedi but she's gonna learn to do jedi things she's gonna go through like jedi-ish training whether that's philosophy, lightsabers, learning how to calm herself, because she is rather headstrong. Right. She's yeah. always she's, been like that. Oh, gosh. She's yeah. very obstinate. I like. I would love to 
I, the one thing I need, just one thing I need is for <laughs> Ezra and Sabine to be fighting back to back. Whatever it is that they're fighting, I just need to ha- them to have each other's backs. Like, I want to yeah. see that. Yeah. <laughs> need to, yeah. I'm oh, gosh, how I want it so badly. I want the siblings to be back together again. I need the, I need the brother and sister <laughs> to reunite. It's been so long. What are you going to do? And I'm not saying this is what's going to happen because I do it. love the idea of them being siblings, best friends. What are you going to do if they do uh-oh, go uh-oh, the romantic uh-oh, route? Uh-oh, uh-oh. No, 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 no. In we this like... house. But what would, what would you do, though? Yeah, in this house, we have always been against that. And I've trusted in Dave for a long time. But what if that's what happens? See, I don't know. We trust him. We trust him. You need to prepare mentally you're right, for you're the right. possibility. Just like the show is called Ahsoka. It's like we all need to get our expectations in, in order. But I, I don't know. Oh, and I'm not even ready to like really open that door. <laughs> it, it'd be very weird in this house for sure. It would be but for I also, sure. I, I don't can remember, totally see that. Was, I don't remember if this was an interview or like a Q&A. But do you remember at the one of the, it was after the finale... Filoni was talking about how like we wanted something like we wanted them to be like sib like we wanted them to be siblings be there for each other and like have that relationship never be romantic we wanted to stick with that because we had like started in the beginning but we like wanted to make sure that these characters like stood on their own and they didn't like we didn't want to lean on that or it's like the way that he kind of made it sound I don't remember if that right was- yeah it- I do remember that was a there was an interview. I don't remember whether it was video or written, but I do mm-hmm. remember reading that because he expressed that just because they're a boy and girl doesn't mean that they have to end up together. Yeah. And uh, and how their friendship and how they're they're being developed to be on the same level with each other yeah. and not and not wanting to repeat what was done with Kanan and Hera. And I completely understand that mm-hmm. because, you know, they they can't. And that's what I, I, I love their friendship. That's the, the and I keep saying that, like, that that's the number one thing that I love about them is just their friendship yeah. and their um, respect and understanding for each other. Um, and uh, and I'm just, but I'm just curious whether Dave is that is, whether that was yes. like the mentality that, that he had at the time because they were just kids, essentially right, teens. Right. Is that something that he continued having, you know, continued? Uh, is that is that something that he's still willing to? Right. Is he going to stick um, to that? Stick to that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I was yes. trying to find the words. Yeah. But yeah, is that something that he's going to stick with or whether, you know, he saw something potential there, some potential there. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's, it'll be, uh, it'll be hope, a very exciting stands... journey for you. <laughs> I hope he stands by his words. Uh <laughs> I might even call them promises. Promises? Uh, okay. I, I, I hope he stands by like his original creative vision for these Maybe. characters. Uh, I don't know if you can call that promise, but okay. Okay. I hope he stands by his words then and like what he originally envisioned for these characters. And I hope he stays true to that. And I also... Yeah, we'll see. We'll like, see. The, we'll I, see <laughs> the idea of them... Like, because there's so much maturity. Like, I think like, uh, just in my favorite star wars scene of all time across movies books everything is in family reunion and farewell when he leaves like oh God, he looks yeah. at her and like there's nothing there like they connect and they know what it, like and like chopper's there too but like he sort of looks at her and then he sees the vent and then he sees her and she knows what he's gonna do and so she goes and distracts Hera and everybody while he sneaks out and then she like looks over the shoulder of of Callus. 
and then he's gone. Like, that's the last time they see each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But there's an understanding there. There's a maturity. There's an acceptance of their responsibility, not only to the bigger team, but to each other. And that I really, I love the way that they play that. I love the, and like, there's barely, there's not even any voice performance other than Tia's reading like, Hera, over here, if we go through this and did the, of the distraction, but the music and everything about that scene is perfect and it's beautiful. And I, I, I feel like that's such an encapsulation of who they became. Like they both became willing to do what it takes. They both became willing to fight for each other and they both became willing to like, to follow each other and trust in each other you know and that's only like seconded more by his final messages like sabine i'm counting on you like you know like which we still like i feel like i know what it means but then also like we don't really know what it means like and even (laughs) she's confused by that sometimes yeah you know uh so i don't know i can't wait yeah Yeah, i'm gonna be here for the ride though whatever it's gonna be (laughs) don't let me down filoni We already got the flirty Canaan story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's it's gonna be uh, quite the quite the story that they're going to tell us. So yeah, I, I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait. All right, that was an amazing book. That was an amazing discussion, Jonah. One more time, where can people find you? Yeah, so folks can find me on Twitter with the handle at Ola Jonah, and they can find me. Uh, talking about everything and anything on there. <laughs> uh, and lately it's been Star Wars. So, yay. Yes. Somewhere like I just I, I just can't. I'm trying to picture a, a different scene where, you know, it's like Shin Hati comes in the room and she's like, this guy is the guy who's been like with Thrawn or whatever, like making a, a thorn in his side for years. And there's like a crowd of a bunch of people and somewhere in the background you hear, marry him, my darling. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see whatever happens. See, I, the the Okadaya energy is something that Star Wars is missing these days. Yeah. We need yeah, more, we need more Okadayas need out there. We need more people out there in the world uh, influencing good intentions. <laughs> Spreading the love. My love. Truth. Are you done? You ready? You excited for the future? Looking yes, back, I am. I am. excited for the new. So, uh, so this is supposed to come out. Ahsoka is supposed to come uh, come out on August twenty third, right? And we probably can watch it on the twenty second, right? Maybe. Oh, midnight. Are yeah. we staying up late? Yeah. Should I call into work? <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> Delete that part. <laughs> Delete that part. <laughs> Editor, edit this out. Mm, I don't think he's gonna do it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, it's coming up in a month. Meanwhile, we're already rewatching Rebels, just so everybody knows. So there might be some really great podcasts coming up. Make sure you're subscribed. I can't wait to have... This is what you have been waiting for. Everybody out there who loves the Rogue Rebels, remember, we're a Star Wars Rebels family. And it's time to talk Star Wars Rebels. Again. On our own podcast, not on other people's. Now we have our own pod. It's a whole thing. We didn't start the podcast. Anyway, okay. you can find us and all our Rebels thoughts over at therogrebels.com. Go like our Facebook. I'm getting excited to do some more costumes. I feel like I might bust out that a new Don jacket I have. Might be a little dusty. A little bit of, little bit of dors, gorse dust on it. But I'm going to take my, my moon glow, my moonshine. 
My moon. No, what is he? Moonbeam. Moon <laughs> my moonbeam pictures. Okay. Moonshine is completely different. <laughs> look, I it look. You know, Kanan got in the moonshine over there, uh, the, on Moonglow. That's true. That's uh, true. Oh, I, this one. The the bar that he worked in was called the Asteroid Belt, and the That's the right. little the little saying was like, "Come on out to the asteroid and get belted." Because okay. like <laughs> everybody would just go out and drink after work that's and get weird. twisted. And that's funny to me. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, we are the Rogue Rebels on all major social media sites that are battling it out for us. Hey, check us out on Hive. Um, and except on Twitter, where we are Rogue Rebels fan. Much love. Subscribe. Five stars. Reviews. We have yeah. Q&As on the Spotify playlists. And come no, nope. Come August 23rd. We might just have a few new playlists up for you guys over on Spotify. So make sure you check it out. Much love. Star Wars Rebels for life. Um, In Dave Filoni promises we trust. Podcast over. (laughs) 